And we are live. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Frustrated Podcast. It's Money Monday. We got ATM together in the house, man. Let's talk about getting some money. Let's get into it. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Friendship Podcast, man. It's Monday, a.k.a. one of my favorite episodes, Money Monday, guys. We're going to talk about how to stop being a brokey, all right? So uh, announcements real quick. Rumble.com slash FreshFit. As you guys know, uh, we'll probably get banned anytime now because uh, they've canceled Andrew. They've canceled Sneeko. So we're probably next. So check us out over there on Rumble. So if we ever do get canceled, you know exactly where to find us. Also, check us out on FreshFit.Locals.com. As you guys know, Fresh uh, does pre-shows there, behind-the-scenes content, all the stuff that you guys basically like to see you know as far as lifestyle goes it's all on freshfit.locals.com and all our old patreon videos are there as well also check us out on megaphone guys if you want to get the audio version of the podcast check us out over there for the fresh and fit channel and also for fresh and fit after hours just make sure that you wear headphones so you don't get fired at your job get the merch at freshfitpodcaststore.com and then also guys i need y'all to stop what you're doing and subscribe to our other youtube channel fresh and fit clips guys we post eight shorts on there per day six clips per day uh, we're posting more content than anybody else. I need you to go over there, subscribe to that channel. Almost 80% of the people that watch that channel are not subscribed. We want to get it to 1 million so I can get another gold plaque and flex on the haters. But we need you guys to go over there and subscribe to that channel. Also, Fresh, you got a vlog, right? Yes, guys. If you want to see our Dubai trip, it's all vlogged on that channel. Also, as well, all our other vlogs are there. Check it out. Told you kind of way. And guys, join the CEO network, man. Added massive value in there. We had a Zoom call for the first time for real estate. We got training for a gym as well. And as well, trading coming up with Lambo Raul. Go check it out, guys. Let's go. Cool. And then uh, for my YouTube channel, guys, it's Fed1811. As you guys know, the breakdowns on there, the one I did last <laughs> night was uh, Chris Watts, the guy that killed his entire family out there in Colorado. I did a breakdown Bruh. on that one. Yeah, I know, bro. L. Chris, right? For yeah, real. Right. Uh, and then I also filmed uh, a terrorism case, Hezbollah, for you guys last night. Um, that's going to drop on Thursday. I'm working on BMF for you guys, but the thing is, is that I need the documentary to get it and i can't find it anywhere it's an old documentary called bmf rise and fall it's from 2012 i want to say if any of you guys have an hd let me know i'll literally pay you for it that's the documentary i want to use because i think it's better than the stars one that's out right now because it actually interviews the de agents that were involved in the investigation i want to get into detail with that and then last thing booking stores right now why women deserve less number one bestseller on fucking amazon right now guys okay <laughs> go get it it's number one in dating uh, and human intersexual dynamics, so go ahead and check it out. I got it on paperback, Kindle, and hardcover. Audible coming very soon. We're waiting for the approval. Uh, Mo had to resubmit something, but we're good. We're going to hopefully get it approved within the next 10 days, and when it comes out, I'll let y'all know. But anyway, without further ado, we got three special guests in the house. ATM together. ATM together. I want y'all to introduce you guys' selves because we know who you guys are. You guys have been on the show before, but they might not know. Turn to y'all. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Man, it feels good to be back in Miami, dude. It's like 80 degrees over here. We just came back from San Diego. San Diego right now, it's like raining and shit. My dog almost flew off the terrace the other day. Whoa. Crazy ass <laughs> shit. But anyways, guys, my name is Paul Alex. I'm founder of uh, ATMtogether.com. You guys probably recognize me from, what was it, like a couple months ago? Like yeah. I think in November or whatever? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, dude, like uh, basically a narcotics detective to uh, eight-figure entrepreneur. And hey, your network is your net worth, guys. So I had to bring the crew right. down, brought one of my consultants from ATM Together, and then I actually brought my COO, Getem Jonas, uh, from ATM Together. So they're going to break it down, a couple things that we got for you guys, but it's going to be a good show. Nice. Sir, yes, sir. Hey, yeah, yeah, guys. I'm getting on the COO of ATMtogether.com. Didn't always start that way. I was actually in the military, getting that a little bit in uh, law enforcement. Met Paul in law enforcement. Competition, man. We were trying to get each other fired at the vet. But hey, check this out. <laughs> we're here. Your network equals your net worth, just like he's talking about. And lo and behold, we're in Miami. Let's get him. So funny story with Mike. So Mike, uh, he actually comes from the fitness world. I mean, yeah. you can see the dude's like 6'3", 260 pounds. I mean, uh, we met in my uh, apartment building that I live in San Diego. And the dude was just like, man, you got like a good aura. And you're like, you're always happy and shit. And I was just like, what are you talking about, bro? I'm fucking tired. I just work 18 hours and shit on the grind, you know? Yeah. And the dude was like... I don't know, man. You just don't come off like, you know, cocky or nothing. You, you like real humble dude and like you're hella respectful. I was like, man, thanks. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. A lot of people think about that, but hey, it is what it is. So, so anyway, so we end up talking. He's just like, man, you know, I've been in this fitness world for like so long. Bro. And he's just Bro. like, dude. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking for other avenues. He's like, what do you do for a living? And I was just like, dude, I was actually a cop. I was a I was a detective for like five out of the seven years I was in law enforcement. And Mike was just like, dude, that's freaking crazy. So what do you do now? I was just like, well, I do <laughs> assortment of things, right? Uh, I, I run my own ATM business. Now I got into uh, the Bitcoin ATM business. And I'm just going down the line of all the different ventures that I'm getting into. And he's just like, dude, that's amazing. He's just like, so how can I work for you? And I was just mm. like, what do you mean work for me? This ain't no Wolf of Wall Street shit, bro. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? He's just like... Nah, like, uh, bro, I see your car. I see you drive that McLaren. There ain't nobody else driving that McLaren. Can't deny that. So it's just like, what What do you do for a living? Yeah. And, and, and then the yeah. funny story is his McLaren was parked on a third floor. And then maybe six months later, it became parked on the on the first floor. And that's like the the real G's. And <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that guy's doing something right. So, right. but beforehand, he drove Panamera. So like, you could just see the gross because we lived together for at least a year. And so... But an elevator, man, when you when you step in and and you just guy was like pouring like like vibes. And I was like, I was like, man, exactly what I said. You must be successful. Mm. That's it. And uh, he told me, read this book. And he gave me digital uh, millionaire book. And that's it. Yeah, that's actually the book that what I was the name of the book. Digital millionaire. Digital digital millionaire by Dan Henry. Yeah, man. But you know what I like, though? You saw something in him. I say, you know what? I mean, how about myself? So, you know, what? let me ask him a question. That one question led to you being a part of the team, which is amazing, bro. That's no, that, that that's that's what it is, man. The, the, the part of the team, guys, was the value because uh, every human being carries the X amount of energy and our frequency should match. I'm an expert in my field in fitness industry. I'm prior combat medic, uh, 12 years honorable service uh, with Marine Corps and Navy. And then uh, also I worked in level two trauma. I'm CT and x-ray tech registered. Uh, then during the, uh, the little bug, I got fired. 
And I was like, screw that. I'm never going to go back to uh, the corporate healthcare. I'm like, screw that. And I started uh, with my online coaching business because I'm a competitive bodybuilder. Mm. And I'm very good and versed in endocrinology and uh, like functional health. So when we do bodybuilding and we do it safely. And then I was like, man, what can I, what value can I bring to Paul? Because I felt like, you know, if I, if I get on the team, so I was like, hey, you teach me how to do what you do and uh, I'll turn you into a chat. <laughs> yes. And he did, bro. Cause I mean, if you guys look at, and if you guys look at the whole episode, I dropped 20 pounds. Yeah. yeah. I dropped mm. 20 pounds, mm. man. I was getting fat and shit, but Hey, that's what happens when you go into entrepreneurship, man, you're on the fucking grind and shit. Yeah. It's just like we were talking before the show started. You guys were like, man, we got to do this. We got to go to Dubai. We got to go to Vegas yeah. and all this shit, I mean, bro. We understand Yeah. this yeah, man. Yeah. He got anxiety and shit. Now <laughs> he cool, calm, collected before entrepreneurship. But as soon as he became CEO, I was just like, here is all my stress. Take it's it, on yeah. his freaking shoulders yeah. now, bro. You know, yeah. it, was, it, it was one of those things, right? Where in law enforcement, military leadership, I mean, I was at a force reconnaissance unit, right? Mm. A special operations in the military. I thought that was hard. Then I was at law enforcement, sergeant of police in one of the most dangerous cities. And then you get into entrepreneurship. You're like, in the Bay Area. So the in, audience kind of. Oh, yeah. In the Bay Area, yeah. right? We're, won't say the, city, the name of the city, but it was a very dangerous city. Let's put it on that. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of documentaries, a lot of things going on with that. But I was a sergeant of police over there, and I thought that was hard, right? Where you're talking about shootings, robberies, murders, triple homicides, all that stuff, right? Running into buildings with gunshots. I thought that was crazy. And then you get into entrepreneurship, like, oh, that's a real hustle. That's a real struggle, right? Mm -hmm. So Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a grind, man. And shit, like I always tell people, it's just like, yeah, I used to stress back then. I mean, going after cartel members and all this shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like seeing like, you know, 60 pounds of meth, fucking assault rifles, almost getting killed and shit, seeing one of my boys pass out off of fentanyl and all that. But man, entrepreneurship is just a different game because right. now you don't got that safety net. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. They think that like they see you online and you know, you're, you're probably in a nice car or whatever, but they don't know the struggle that it took to actually get there. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? So it took a lot of heartache. Actually, like, you know, I'm not, the youngest dude, I'm 35. Yeah. So this is like my third career, bro. Right. I was in sales for like seven years, law enforcement for seven years, mm -hmm. and then finally got into entrepreneurship. And I've been a full-time entrepreneur for the past, it's almost four years now. So it's, it's, it's amazing, dude. Yeah. 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 The uncertainty is kind of what it is. And that's such a big difference from, you know, coming from law enforcement or working for the government or whatever, because you know, every two weeks that check is coming, right? Yeah. Versus being an entrepreneur, it's a little bit sporadic in the beginning. So it's not as consistent. So, um, can you tell us a little bit about because you were here last time on the last show it was yeah uh and you know you guys made fun of each other quite a bit but we didn't really get to hear your, your background <laughs> so you said stuff. earlier that you uh were in the military what branch yeah so i was in the marine corps um, okay. i actually joined three days after i turned 18 because i i was in high school man I'm, I'm not gonna lie i didn't know what i was gonna do my friend best friend got popped by the daa I was hanging around the wrong people. I avoided oh, the police. Oh, you were drugs? Uh, <laughs> allegedly. Hey, yeah, man, allegedly. You know, allegedly. Fed, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. That's how it starts. Be cool. That's how it starts, man. Oh, be careful. Man. Be careful. Be careful. I was like, hey, we got him, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool red, cool red. So I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. Right? I was I was just in, in limbo. Right? I was like, I know I don't want to go to college. There's only dead-end jobs. Back then, I mean, the best job you can get is like $8 an hour, right? Mm -hmm. Three days after I turned 18, I'm like, you know what? I want to join the military, right? I literally ran into a recruiter in the mall, right? I'm just hanging out. I'm parking lot pimping, right? You know how it is back in the day, right? <laughs> I'm trying to pimp on some girls at the actual mall, drinking some ice cream. First male role model I ever meet, Marine Corps recruiter. He's like, hey, man, <laughs> I'm going to take care of you. I, was like, I didn't know what that meant at the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> Years later, in the Marine Corps, serving in actual <sighs> some, some legit units, 
And after that, still didn't know what I wanted to do. Dead end jobs. What what year did you get out? So I got out in uh, 2018, but I okay. stayed in the reserves for a few years. Right. Okay. So overlap. When did you go in? Matt. 2010. Okay. Yeah. Right. So a little while, a few years inside the military, right? Yeah. So joining the Marine Corps, man, going to boot camp. I didn't know at the time, but I was made for that, right? I just love fitness. I love the structure. I love all that good stuff, right? The nine to five, it was kind of a nine to five, but it's the military, right? right. So what I didn't realize was there's some racist ass motherfuckers in there. Man. What's your of background? Course. So I'm East African, Eritrean, right? Small okay. community, small little country in East Africa, right? Yeah. So born and raised in the Bay Area. So I'm used to diversity, right? Yeah. Until I go into boot camp and I got some people from Arkansas, right? And it's the first <laughs> yeah. time I've seen a black guy. Who are you, boy? Oh, oh, what yeah. the hell? You <laughs> what the hell? And, and they're going to say that you and Myron are, are not black. Yeah. All right, man. Can't win, bro. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy to me, bro. Yeah. How can you judge somebody by the way they like, hey, look at shit? You know how many times I get that I'm Asian? Wait, I'm not fucking Asian. Wait, you're not? No, bro. Oh, See? Yeah, yeah, See what yeah. I mean? No, I'm, I'm Peruvian and Mexican. Don't you and then, hey, cuando, cuando, <laughs> I know, right? You, got, so you, got, you, you, you ain't got shit on me. <laughs> Chris was like, yeah. hey. No, but like, I'm serious, man. When I roll up and I start speaking Spanish and shit, people are like, and you know, like back in the day, especially in sales, you know, they'll talk shit. They'll be like, este pendejo, que quieren vender ahorita. You know, I'll be like, que quieren Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's it's crazy, bro. But anyways, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. military, right? And I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Got some dead end jobs. I was in a bad relationship, right? Uh oh. And this, see, you guys already know. This is how I found out about TRP, mm. right? So right off the bat, dating a chick, had a kid. Um, I'm thinking she's cheating on me. Right? Beta, 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 beta. We've all been there. We've all been there. No, 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 no. That was that was dark blue pill. Oh, beta, yeah. dark blue pill. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bad time in my life. Wait, was oh, yeah. it your kid or her kid? It was her kid. <laughs> okay. more, yeah. So it was one of those things, right? So I was in that bad relationship. We move in together, man. Almost one of the biggest mistakes of my life. She's trying to lock it down. You know how it goes, guys. Oh, yeah, it's a typical cool story. I was there, man. I was there. This is years ago, right? Mm -hmm. And I didn't know any better. My gut was telling me something different. You know how it is. But at the time, I'm like, hey, I don't know any better. I'm supporting someone's kid. I'm losing money. I'm over fifty thousand dollars in debt. Holy end up, in, end up and this is not any debt. It's credit card debt, right? Sure, oh, you know how that is. We're the good guys. Yeah. That's that's where the good guys. They're mm -hmm. right here. Yes, you know, yeah. So you so you learn, right? So you yeah. learn very quickly, right? So my my buddy. Force reconnaissance scout snipers like, hey dude, you gotta you gotta make a change, right? Saved my life. Mm. Right? He saved my life. He introduced me to some TRP books. Out of nowhere, I'm reading this. I'm like, man, this makes sense, right? Which ones did you read? Um, so Rolo Tomasi had some okay. books coming Chateau out. Chateau Chateau Hertis. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I didn't know at the time, but he was brand new at the time. He only had uh, some online web articles, okay. right? And then uh Good looking loser and a few other okay. things, right? Okay. So this That's is back, the OG stuff right this there. This is years yeah. ago. This right? is uh what year was this around? This is about 2012. Okay. Right? Okay. So what, okay. What was that? Like eleven years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah so I didn't know. Time flies. Went, yeah. So the parking lot, we're having the in the conversation, right? We're in the military. There's three of us, right? Two of us are beta, one of them's alpha, right? <laughs> he's telling both of us. We go two different routes. Me, here I am today. The other guy, he's wearing anime anime clothes and he's acting all the time with long hair, right? Stupid. It's just <laughs> to say. Yeah. So I'm it's bad, right? I end up losing my crib. I actually end up losing my crib and I actually end up in the streets, right? Living for weeks at a time. Did she like car. kick you out? Like, how'd you like how'd yeah, you couldn't afford rent? Oh, I was like, I can only do so many cash advances on the credit card. Oh. I had no cash. So I literally had no cash to pay for Where'd rent. Where'd she go when you guys got evicted? Man, she went back to her parents' house, oh, right? And yeah. I already broke it off with my parents and my family because of her. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I'm 
I got no support system, right? Wow. And you're in the Bay Area. You know how much rent is. Yeah. Rent's expensive. Uh, so so life's tough for me at the time, that's right? That's a dark blue pill, my friend. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's dark oh, she was probably <laughs> smashing someone else. Oh, Let's keep it real. Oh, I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is, right? Hey, hey the, the time, chat. The chat always there, bro. You yeah. have, to, right? <laughs> you have to learn. So I randomly run into a cop, right? In a good way, guys. In a good way. Yeah. Because right? I used, actively avoided the police. Spoke to him, a brother. And at the end of the day, I'm speaking to him. And I found out you only need a high school degree to actually become a cop in california mm -hmm. blew my mind so right off the bat i started applying out as many police agencies as i can yeah 20 30 40 and at the time i didn't realize when you do a shotgun application like that you can't do that it actually looks really bad yeah it's like chicks right imagine you're trying to hit on a lot of chicks in front of them and they're shutting and they're all shutting you down the rest of the chicks don't want you anymore of course, right? right yeah it's yeah at least thing. you were on your purpose bro exactly yeah, yeah you're on your purpose so like yeah that's that's what that's what rollo's book is all about rational mm -hmm. people think it's about women no it, it puts you focused on purpose mm -hmm. and that's why he's here right now in the yeah. middle yeah so so i ended up getting denied by all these departments so like hey sorry you're just not the right fit i already knew what it was right it's in southern california certain agencies that's just what it is right get hired at a department here's the thing right almost lose my job with her because we get back together so we're arguing <laughs> oh <laughs> shit. You so you get the job you make it through the police academy what year I, is this I now don't make it through the police academy because of her oh you <laughs> almost lose my job oh yeah. that's your friend man every, every, so wait what year is this now this so is, this is 2000 and end of 2013 uh, beginning 2014. okay right? so right around okay yeah and so you get hired because just so the audience knows because they're probably confused like what do you mean you didn't you lost your job police academy so guys yeah. how it goes is when you get hired you go through the process you go through, you know, an interview, you go through a polygraph test, a background check, etc. Once all that clears, then they send you to the police academy. Then most police academies are somewhere between four to six months. Yep. And then you're saying and then and then you then you get tenderly hired on under probation. Exactly. Probationary yeah. officer. So you didn't make it through the academy. Man, I'm five months in, but I can't even stay awake because every single day I get home, the, the it's an argument. Oh, so it wasn't a living academy. It was an 11 academy. Okay, no, so you, so you, you went home. in, you reported there every day, and then came back. Exactly. So okay. I'm paying all the bills, right? I'm driving home every single day. I'm exhausted. You oh, know the shit. academy is. Yeah. You're spending 14 hours. Too. I'm in traffic, right? I get home. Why'd you take so long? And then I'm worried about taking a kid to school the next morning. I'm like, oh, and that's man. not your kid. Yo, what the it's hell, dream killer. No, no, he's the good guy. <laughs> this no, is no. why no, living no. academies are almost always better than going back and forth. Because yeah. when I went with the feds, it, it was a living academy, so you don't have to worry about that no shit. But that that's that's tough, dude. When you when you're going back and forth, and bro, he's paying all the bills. Yeah, dude, that's what is she a dream killer, bro? Yeah, legit. And it's and not only that, police academies, right, are almost always paramilitary, which means you got to walk in formation, exactly. you got to dress a certain way, etc. It's all at attention, so it's it's very tough. Um, yeah. so you're doing that all day. Man. Just to paint a picture for the audience, because it's not like it's an easy police academy. Yeah. Um. And then you're going in and dealing with the family stuff at home as well. So you're getting stressed from both ends. Man, I got no family support, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, they played it cool for backgrounds. They let me get hired, right? But, man, like my family doesn't want to talk to me, right? I don't want to talk to them because we're at rifts with the relationship. I'm with this chick that is not working out, I'm paying all the bills, I'm paying for childcare, I'm paying for all this stuff, right? You're paying childcare? So I'm, I'm still, man, it's, it was bad. It was bad time. <laughs> Stupid. Paying all the bills. <laughs> like, you want to know, It was bad, man. And I go and talk about this in the past, right? So yeah, yeah. lo and behold, right, I actually fail the academy. I fail the test, man. I'm exhausted. I'm literally falling asleep in the academy every day. That's your main hustle, right? So they Which, give me- What test did you fail? Was it shooting, it, uh, law? No, no, it was just some dumb test. It was just some written test. That's Fuck. it. So okay. I'm just like, okay, well, here I go. I lost my job. I don't know. This is the best paying gig I had. This is my uh, my actual opportunity to change my life. And I just wasted it, right? So you're just sitting there waiting to talk to, you know, the commanders and all that while they fire you. 
they give me a second chance. They're like, hey, oh, you know what? Okay. We talked to your friend. We we know about what's going on at your house, right? This is what you got to do. You got to break it off with her, right? You got to actually get wow. a new household. Man, it's wild. I actually move in with no, my buddy. No, no, that's leadership because, <laughs> I mean, he recognized that, like, yo, you you lead, you date in a chaos. Mm -hmm. it, it's like ADHD times squared. 100%. Yeah, so you can't focus. How can you pass a test? How can you be focused on a business? Like, like man is like, that's it. It's the end. 100%. Good leadership. Yeah. So I am so appreciative. I worked my ass off the second academy, right? Graduated top of my class. And I'm like, I'm so appreciative for this opportunity. Did you have to start from the beginning? Or did they recycle you from where you left? Start from the beginning. Fuck. Six months again, right? Yeah. You got the hell week or whatever they call it, right? Where they're trying to haze you, all that good stuff. I don't care. I was like, this is the best paying job I'm going to get. They're paying yeah. you like $30. She's not with the chick. Yeah, yeah. Like $30 an hour. I'm, I'm living close to the academy. I'm working. I'm working my ass off. Finally uh, getting the job. Nice. And I start working 100 hours a week. Damn. Right? The Damn. day after FTO. I am so appreciative because it's unlimited overtime. Literally, How long did you go through the FTO process for? FTO is three months, six it, months? It's four months. Four months. So it's four months total. For yeah. the audience, that stands for field training officer. That means he had to ride along with a guy who was a field training officer and like basically through his probationary period. So, and then after that, they let you go on your own, I'm assuming? Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they let you go on your own. You're on probation for about like nine months. So you can get fired for anything, right? So they tell mm -hmm. you just lay low, just be cool, right? Not me. I was like, I'm trying to make as much money as I can. Right? Mm -hmm. So I end up actually working my ass off for the next few years. I'm talking every single day. I am literally sleeping at the job. I'm like, I'm going to save up as much as I can because I, I don't know how long this is going to last. Yeah. I don't know how long this opportunity is going to last. Right. So you're going to shootings. You're going to robberies. You're like, whatever, because I'm getting paid. This is the most I'm ever going to get paid. Yep. I literally have no degree. I have no other options. This is the most money I'll ever make in my life. How much money you was making then? So I was actually making six figures at the time, Damn, right? Man. Low six figures. But to me at the time, I'm like, man, that's a lot of money, right? And right. it is. It's and this is what, 2015 now at this point, probably? Yeah, 2015. And you're okay. single, right? Single, Ooh, no expenses. Six yeah. figures single, bro. So, yeah. Six foot. Yeah. yeah so, I, so I literally, I literally save every single dollar and I start paying off my debt. I'm like, nice. I just need to pay everything off, right? So I go to zero. That was the most proud moment of my life. After four months, I paid off all my debt, and I was at zero net worth. <laughs> Notice, right? That time Dude. period you had before, you couldn't even pay your bills like all the way because you were taking care of what someone else's kid. Mm -hmm. Guys, that's a very important point because most guys that come into this like type of like setup, they're like, you know what, I can handle it. Yep. But it's opportunity cost because that money's going towards a negative uh, benefit. So, shout out to you for overcoming that, man. That's that's huge. Yeah, and it was one of those things. And and people always, people always say like, you know, TRP this TRP, like it saved my life. Right? My, that was literally saved my life. Because imagine, I had a pregnancy scare with that. that oh, chick. bro. And it was, Second I had, baby daddy. Man. I had a pregnancy scare. And Oof. to this day, I'm like, I'm like, thanking God. I'm like, I don't know if God was looking out for me, vibrations. Oh, yeah. What was the awakening moment? Was it when your you uh, superiors, best. yeah, when, <laughs> what, 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 what was the awakening out. moment? Like, was it when your superiors brought you in and gave you that second chance that you just woke up and said, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a red pill now. That's it. Focus. Fuck yeah, that's this it. chick. She's I, gone. Exactly. I was okay. reading the books and it was kind of like I understood the concepts. Yeah. And I, I just something wasn't jiving. And, you know, you have to take that step. It's literally what the Morpheus says, right? You take one of these pills. Yeah. Right. I just wasn't committed to one of them. I just said, hey, I'll read it. In theory, it's all good until I almost lost my job. <clears throat> OK, said, that's what woke you up. Right. Okay. Woke me up. Told right. I said, hey, do I really want to go back to where I was? Yeah. I literally have a house now. I don't want to sleep in my car. I don't want to have to use baby wipes like I was in the field in the Marine Corps. Right. Yeah, like yeah, this yeah. makes no sense to me. How long you lived in a car, man? For, it was actually about two months. Uh, yeah. shit. So two months. And it was, 
I mean, it, you got to do what you got to do to survive yeah. at the end of the day. Of I'm, not gonna, I'm not embarrassed about it. No, you no, got to no. hustle. You got to hustle. Bro, I can relate, G. man, to your you're... story a lot, man. Yeah. Wow. wow. So in some ways, not, not every way. <laughs> he, he also <laughs> dated a single mom, too. Yeah, so yeah. He, he knows that pain. You Married, hustle, married right? her, bro. Yeah. Oh, really? So, yes, I was there, yeah. See, and, stupid. <laughs> and at the end of the day, you have to have your learning pains. Yeah. You have to have your learning pains. And to this day, like when I, when I, when I'm rolling around in the G wagon, I'm like, hey guys, it wasn't always like this, right? You yep. worked your ass off to get there, right? Mm. So fast forward a few years, I'm working my ass off. I'm trying to go to all these assignments. I'm running into Paul. He's actually, where did y'all meet? What year? So it was like at least a year and a half in. Okay. We'd always we'd run into each other. Like 2016 ish. Yeah. You so guys y'all met? Okay. Yeah. Yep. So so we'd okay. run into each other because this is how it works in law enforcement, right? So don't don't get it twisted that you know all cops work hard. I'm here to break the myth right now. Nope. It's about 1% do 99% of the work. That's facts. That's 1,000% facts. Whether it's state, federal, et cetera, most law enforcement officers are lazy as fuck, want to fly under the radar, collect their check, not do anything else. That's 100%. I got to verify, though. What about the donuts? The donuts are good. (laughs) (laughs) That's a real thing? Okay, cool. That's that's very true, bro. Especially people think at the federal level it changes. Hell no. Most special agents are lazy as fuck, and there's five top guys typically in any field office that do everything. Exactly. Yeah, and and the 1%. Literally is the reputation when you want to go to a department, you're like, yeah, hey, I heard they work hard. No, that's 1%. The 99%, they're chilling. They're pulling people over for nonsense. It's all that other stuff. I wanted to focus on crimes, people killing each other, right? So with that being said, I started applying for all these special assignments, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. People kept telling me, right, slow down, slow down. All the brokies, all the normies, they kept saying, hey, slow down. It's, it's a marathon, not a race. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. You guys don't know where I came from. This yeah. is an actual race every single day for me. Yeah, right. I need to accomplish everything as of yesterday, yep. right? So with that being said, I apply for all these special assignments. And you know how it is. The fucking haterade. Of course. <laughs> Straight up. Yep. Struck the haterade, right? Yep. The glass was full. So I literally try out for canine, right? Test number one, I get a dog. I get an actual <clears> dog. I'm running them. They're like, nope, you can't have that, right? So, okay, cool, whatever. I try to go for the mountain unit, try to ride some horses. Mm-hmm. Nope, like, you can't do that, right? I try to go for special investigations. Can't do that. I try to go for an actual crime team. Can't do that. And keep in mind, I'm like top performer at the department. But I was oh. just, I was just the haterade. What the fuck? They, they weren't give, they wouldn't give it to they you. Wouldn't. So I thought I was like, man, this got to be some racism, right? Yeah. But the, the leaders were my peoples, right? Oh. So what it was was I was working so hard, mm. I would get in trouble, right? Mm. You run after somebody with a gun, the guy makes a complaint against you. They say, hey, you're getting too many complaints. I'm like, but the guy had a gun. What do you yeah. got? He told me I cursed at him. Yeah. So what, yeah. right? So with that being said, I try everything. So Paul's in the narcotics task force, right? He's telling me, hey, man, you got to come over. I wasn't with the drug stuff, right? It wasn't interesting to me. I actually went for the ATF task force. Okay. Right? So yep. in case you guys don't know, that's the uh, Alcohol Tobacco Bureau. They changed the acronym. Bureau of Toba- uh, Alcohol, Tobacco, Farms, and Explosives, ATF. Yeah, so yep. the ATF, right? I go for that task force. I actually test number one. I meet the special agent in charge of the entire region. Nice. Do a meet and greet. He's like, hey, man, I like you, right? Mm-hmm. I fill out the federal paperwork. They're going to deputize me and all that good stuff. Yep. I get a call while I'm at training in San Diego because I'm in the Bay Area. I'm at training. I'm like, hey, man, apologize, right? Everyone vouched for you, but so-and-so, this captain and this commander says, hey, no go. What right? the fuck? Wow. So I'm in shock. I'm in shambles, right? And for what reason? For no reason. Doesn't like me. That's it. Doesn't like me. Doesn't like my personality. Super right? political, bro. That's just how it is. Yeah. It's politics and law enforcement. I mean, military right? same, bro. It's the same thing, but same, law enforcement, bro, it is a bunch of, no offense to some betas. And, and right? I'll tell you this too, because I can tell you from the federal side, anytime you wanted a, a guy from another agency, right, to become a task force officer, and basically for the audience out there, they're probably wondering, what, what is this? It, basically, you could get a guy that works for a local police department or a local agency, and you deputize them, and then they get federal authority. And the beauty of that, when you have a task force officer, is they're able to do their state duties, right, while simultaneously having federal authority. So the reason why this is so important is that 
you can use local resources to go ahead and get the guy. Let's say you got some information that someone's involved in some type of crime and you know that they're going to drive a vehicle at such and such time. Well, you can hit up your TFO, task force officer from the local agency. He can go ahead and get a marked unit to stop that guy. Mm -hmm. And then that guy won't know that the feds are actually looking at him, et cetera. Then they can use local databases. They can arrest them on state charges so that you can come in as the feds later on. So there's so many different benefits to having a task force officer. And nine out of 10 times when you can't get a guy from a local agency, they give the same excuse. Oh, we can't give any manpower. But in this case, they were just hating. They didn't want you to get on because they know once they lose you over there, they're never going to see you because you're going to always be with ATF. You're going to report over there and everything, and they probably just were jealous. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I just did everything on patrol. I got Haters, on, man. I actually got on wiretaps. I got on all that good stuff, yeah. right? And so I was doing the most on patrol. But I was like, man, I can't get anything to stick for me. And it's a lesson in entrepreneurship also, right? You're going to fail a few times before yep. you succeed. Never give yeah. up. Right? So at this point, I'm pissed. That's I hate, so fucked up, dude. I absolutely yeah. hate life at this point. I'm like, I hate this place. I'm going to quit. But in, in my head, I'm like, you know what? This changed my life. This gave me the opportunity I'm at right now. Luckily, I made a lot of investments at the time. I was in, this is back in actually 2016. I invested in crypto, right? Mm. Back when Bitcoin was like 600 bucks. I was like, oh, oh nice. nice. I was like, nice. what the hell is this thing called? The come up, the come up, man. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what the hell is this thing called? Bitcoin, right? Yeah. Like, but my buddy told me about it. I'm like, you know what? This makes sense. I dropped some money. I've worked a lot of overtime. All that money went into actual crypto. Nice. Started nice. investing in real estate with some friends, invested actually into some ATMs also. Nice. I was the <clears> passive <throat> investor because you couldn't have a second job at work. So I didn't want to tell them. So I was like, hey, put everything in your name. You know what it is? Hey, it's yeah. too late. You guys can't get me now. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so with that being said, right, these start kicking off on the side. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care. So to piss off commands, I apply to be a sergeant at the minimum required five years. <laughs> back in the back then, you had to do 10 years yeah. before you'd be a sergeant just to get like the respect. I literally did that much work in five years because I worked every single day. Yep. So I applied to be a sergeant because mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, you know what? The union has to get involved. They got my back, right? There's these regulations. They can't fuck me over. I ended up testing number one out of 30 something people, right? Wow. Piss off command. They're like, we don't know what to do. Like, how do we skip this guy? They end up skipping me for promotion. Damn. No reason whatsoever. And I hear on the back end because I actually got a mentor, which is rule number two, always get a mentor. Facts from, facts from Barbados, right? Oh, Barbados, shit. man. Hey, Cheese on bread. When Fresh is like, oh, from Barbados, like, yeah, man, that's what I'm talking about. He always used to say there's Barbados and there's the rest of the Caribbean. So yeah. <laughs> with that being said, right, got a mentor. He tells me, hey, man, you know, at the end of the day, I spoke to command because he was connected. Because I spoke to command, they want to test you. They want to see how you're going to respond to this. Some, I was like, what kind of bullshit is this, right? So if I want to quit at this point, he's like, dude, just keep your chin up. It's all good, man. So I get promoted the second round. Best thing that ever happened to me, right? So at this point, I'm career tracked. I'm thinking, hey, you know what? Life's good. I'm promoted. I'm a young sergeant. I'm a minority in this primarily minority city. I'm made, right? Youngest sergeant, still on probation because you have a year until you're actually How on probation. How old are you at this point? I am 29 at this oh, point. Oh, they're mad. Right? They're definitely, yeah. Hey, and I was the youngest. Young guy coming up. Coming for up. for uh, the audience real quick, a sergeant typically is going to manage probably, what, six or seven patrol guys on a shift? So, so yeah. Uh, so so you, he'll be the main the main guy on a shift, uh, and everyone that's doing patrol or whatever, if they need anything done or they need a supervisor, he's the main guy that's that's running it. So I can see why they would be mad, right? Especially a big police department like that. You're probably managing 10 units at that point, yeah, right? Yeah, more. A so shift. when I promote. Bro, and I and I remember when he got promoted, man, there was tons of motherfuckers that were hating on him. Uh, yeah. There was just wow. like 29. We're talking about yeah. OGs that yeah. were were in the department for like 25 years. And they're yeah. like, this motherfucker yeah. only been five years and he hit the minimum and he think he could be a sergeant? Yep. What the fuck? And that's I was how like, it is. I was like, why the fuck are you hating? Dude, that's like, how just, it is. Just mind your business. It's crazy you know? in law yeah. enforcement how they get mad. And yeah. and you're a minority, and you're in a big PE, and you're a hit sergeant if in five years. 
yeah, I already know they're fucking pissed. That's just and nice. on top of that, you would put in for all these other details and didn't get them. Mm-hmm. So then the fact that you get that, that's something yep. that's the most sought after. Yep. Yeah. But that person, <laughs> they would have quit by now, but you didn't quit. I didn't quit. I was yeah. like, and, and here's the thing. This is the craziest thing. When I got promoted, yep. right, there was a new chief, right, a brother. And I thought this dude hated me. So when I get promoted, let me tell you, man, this guy comes up. He's like, hey, get him. What's up, man? And like, we're boys. And I'm like, hey, man, be cool. I don't want them thinking I'm cool with you, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with this, he's like, hey, man, check this out, man. The reason why I love you so much, man. And I, I couldn't take this guy seriously. I didn't know if he was being serious. He's like, because every time we disciplined you, you always showed up. You kept your chin up and you smiled and you did things for the right reason. Marine, I'm like, I'm that's like, the Marine. Once a Marine, always a Marine. Except for five, for all my military yeah. veterans watching right now, right? Mm. That's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and, at, and docs know better. I'm I'm a Fleet Marine Force maybe, Corpsman, maybe, so yeah. uh, Marines don't have their doctors. So I'm I'm the doc. So yep. yep. And uh, <laughs> yeah, no. So so I get promoted right with this, and um, he tells me that. So it changes my life. At this point, I was like, all right, you know what? I'm never gonna let anything take me down anymore because it blew right. my mind. It just I didn't see that was going on behind the scenes. I was just in my own head i was in my own world i was being selfish and all that right so with that being said i get promoted and they put me in the oldest squad ogs right 20 year vets brand new supervisor <laughs> 29 years old oh, damn. they got kids my age right yeah. so you know how it is they're like oh yeah that's what we're doing now huh right yeah, yeah, yeah. so lo and behold i didn't know this would be one of the things that changed my life so one of the officers in there was very close friends with my right so keep in mind it's a uh, a morning morning shift right coincidentally two other sergeants called out sick two out of the other four sergeants right so i'm the only one in charge of half the city that has i mean a million people in it right brand new sergeant like i don't know what i'm doing so i hear the fateful words he actually gets shot that day oh so on that day we're literally we're smiling we're joking i'm having my team brief with them i cut them loose to get their patrol cars and all that i walk to my office it's like 10 minutes into the shift at 6 a.m and I hear the word shots fired, shots fired up and shot, right? And I'm just in shock, right? I jump out my seat. I start running. It's the one day I don't have my car with me, right? So I go to the area to get my car keys. And you know how it is in law enforcement or the military or even any any job, right? The people always play pranks. So they change the language on the key card thing. So it's in Chinese. Oh, my so God. So I'm over here trying to get a car because this oh. dude's like, hey, man, this guy's got a gun. He's running, right? And they end up shooting the guy back. So. Oh, I get the car, right? I'm smashing. I'm running red lights, 100 miles an hour, right? Get there as soon as I can because my boy's down, Yeah. right? Yeah. So he ends up getting hit. The guy gets shot back. They don't realize they shoot him. They don't realize they dropped the gun. So the guy starts fleeing on foot. Cops are pulling up. They see this, and he's just fleeing past them, right? And they don't shoot him. So it's a foot pursuit, or they're running after him for blocks on this city. Keep in mind, I am the only supervisor, and this is after yeah. uh, a lot of like unrest. There's a lot of riots going on. George Floyd just happened, like all that good stuff. Oh, right? this is 2020. Oh, oh yeah, this is okay. This is oh, close oh, oh, so I'm scared. Bro, that changes things a lot. That changes things a lot. Okay, yeah. you know how it is, right? Yeah. There were riots. Yeah. We went through it. They were breaking into everything, yeah. right? Okay. So with that being said, right, I'm over here, like I got to take control of this scene. Yeah. So they got cops running after them, right? And they're and then all of a sudden, I hear like, hey, this guy's he has a um. He still has the gun in his hand. He's still running. So there's this countdown going in my head. I'm like, there's only so much time before they shoot this guy, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, all right, I'm about to be in federal court. Like, all right, I got to say, I love my, love you and my family because yeah. just about to go down, yeah. right? And I'm thinking, like, everything that's going on on CNN, Fox, you know how it goes, yeah. right? It's very so, anti-police. 100%. And I'm in charge of 30-something police officers yep. at this time, right? Yep. Brand new sergeant on probation. You're the first-line supervisor on it. You're going to be the first one that they interview after. Uh-huh. Hey, hey, why'd your officers do this, blah, blah, blah? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> right. And lo and behold, the guy ambushed them. They 
pull up. It was a call with the guy with the gun. He ends up just waiting there. They see him. He starts unloading on him, right? Probably like 15 rounds, starts shooting at him, strikes my officer, right? So I pulled up quick on scene. And lo and behold, I see the guy. So I cut him off. I see the guy coming towards us, right? And all these police cars are coming from all over the city. Because when an officer says he's shot, the whole city starts responding. And all the different agencies start coming, right? So I see the guy, and I see he has a knife in his hand. And I'm like, where's the gun? And the guy's just staring at me, right? So I'm over here pointing my gun at him. And I'm like, man, I'm going to have to smoke this dude, Mm -hmm. right? And I don't want to. It's a tall black male, right, in his 50s. So I'm like, I already know how the headlines, right? Police shoot black man. That's just how it is, right? It's politics. It's the Bay Area. So... (laughs) With that, the guy's coming. He's like, you guys are going to have to kill me. I'm like, oh, no, suicide by cop. Yeah. Right. So in my head, I'm like, oh, man, what can we do to not shoot this guy? Yeah. Because we're about to be in federal court. The dude the dude ran four city blocks and wasn't shot. And then if a sergeant pulls up, the first one on scene and shoots him. Prior military, he's like, man, the military guy had PTSD. That's why I got him. Right. So the guy has a knife. So I'm yelling at my guys to get their beanbag shotgun out. I'm like, hey, guys, shoot this guy with his beanbags because those are less lethal rounds. Of course, yeah. Right? Guy's on FTO. The kid is on FTO, the only one in the city with a shotgun, of course, right? Mm-hmm. He's trying to, he's he's struggling, struggling yeah. to load Brand new thing, guy right? out the academy. He's stressing. The yeah. guy's coming at him with a knife. I'm yeah. like, please, Lord, please. Yeah. I'm like, I'm praying. Wow. So, so <laughs> I'm talking about, and this guy's like, kill me, kill me, kill me, right? Yeah. And I finally, like, I don't know, the grace of God is looking out first or something, loads that beanbag round in there. The guy's within, like, from here to the camera, like five feet away, hits him with the beanbag, finally. The guy thinks he's being shot at. So he's like, oh, crap, they're actually shooting at me. So he yeah. starts running. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he starts running, and we're chasing him. Still so got a knife. He's running at civilians. Civilians are running everywhere. It's like Grand Theft Auto. I'm like, what is going on right now? This is surreal. Damn. So finally, it's a movie. He, oh, man. And they're running after him, shooting with beanbag rounds. And I'm waiting for the canine. Like, we're just, I'm like, this is all That's chaos. crazy, bro. Just chaos, right? And lo and behold, we don't know the guy's shot right now, right? But he's high on something. We think he was actually on uh, um, fentanyl right now. Okay. Right? right. So he's high. He actually got hit by the officers. So check this out. I'm chasing him in my car. I'm like, man, I can't hit him. I'm like, I can't run him over. I'm like, please, man, please put the knife down. Please. I just yeah. want to arrest you, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. begging the guy. Yeah. Man. And so the guy finally runs. And so there's some civilians that are actually recording on their phones. Right. They're actually coming out their apartment complex. And they're like this through the glass door. Yeah. He turns. He turns towards them like an actual zombie. And the guy runs straight towards them with the knife. And they're oh, like, oh, shit. Crap. Like, what, what, like this dude's about to stab us. So yeah. there's some brothers also. So they see us. They see cops running after this guy, yelling at him. And they see him running at them. They're like, oh, it's time for us to beat feet. So they start yeah. running the other way. They leave the apartment <laughs> door open. Yeah. He goes in the apartment complex. Oh, right? High rise. Yeah. Here we it, go. Barricaded it, subject. Oh, wow. Here we go. Wildness. So he gets in the lobby, right? Luckily, it's in the morning because it's the actual, it's a uh, veteran's, uh, like low-income housing apartment complex, right? Mm, All military veterans. So he goes in the lobby. He's going left, right, left, right. Everything's locked up because it's it's a government building also. So with that being said, he actually barricades himself in there. Yeah. So we set it up, you know, barricaded suspect. We're stacked up. All these, I'm talking like 30 cops, right? Every yeah. cop in the city has come. I'm running the entire scene. And so real they, quick for the audience so they know, because we're talking in law enforcement jargon. I they know. might not know what's going on. As soon as the subject goes into a situation, guys, where he goes into a building, whatever, it becomes a barricaded subject, they have to pretty much stop the pursuit, call SWAT, and then strategize entering and taking them from there. It changes everything up. So you 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 were basically the on scene commander at that point. Exactly. To get the SWAT team on point. Exactly. Right. News helicopters coming. Yeah. It is wildness, yeah. right? I'm like, this mm-hmm. is like a movie, right? Yeah. So we're negotiating. News like, are there, and you got everything. a crisis negotiator there, yeah, etc. Everything. So it's still early in the morning, so we don't have a lot of these people, right? Yeah. All we have is patrol. That's mm-hmm. all we got, 
right? So the news helicopter, I can hear it. It's just, it's just chaos, right? Did Guys, county or state or anybody come help you or feds or it was just y'all? It, there it. were some feds. There were some VA police or uh, Veterans Affairs police. Oh, yeah, because it's up. their property. Yeah, that so makes they sense. showed up with some okay. shields and stuff. Like, hey, thanks, man. Like, we got well, what's the shield going to do? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Is he still bleeding this whole time? Yeah, so no, we don't see the blood because he actually got shot in the body. Right mm. in the back, and he's wearing a trench coat, which is which okay. makes this like a movie, right? Yeah. So you got this guy with a trench coat. We don't know if he has a gun. He has a knife. He threatened suicide by cop, and he's barricaded now, right? So one of the worst situations. Oh, in. chaos! And I'm like, this can't get any worse. <laughs> then the guy starts stabbing himself in the neck. What the? And I'm like, you, you what? Yeah, you can't make this up. And we're sitting there what like, the hey, did he just do that? Yeah. Everyone like looks at each other. And it's like the guy's like slicing himself in the neck. I'm like, God, like please don't kill yourself because then they're gonna say we killed you, yeah. right? So it's superficial at that point, right? Yeah. We get lucky. Lo and behold, we talk the guy down. He surrenders in custody, right? Okay. So great um, news release. Like they're like, hey man, you're gonna get promoted again. Like you did a phenomenal job. You took charge of the city and all that. So I'm in a position where I'm like, you know what? I'm career tracked. I'm set. Everything's gonna be good to go. Yeah. Right. So most people would get complacent with that. But I just thought in myself, I was like, you know what? Something just doesn't seem right anymore. I can't be doing this for 20 years, right? I can't look like some of these guys that aren't too happy, right? They ain't too happy after 15 years or on their third divorce. Like, you know how it goes, right? And at the end of the day, I can make all this money because at that point, I was making a quarter million a year with overtime, right? Because yep. as a sergeant, you're making like $80 an hour. Yep. On overtime, $120 an hour. You can easily Night make differential damn. holiday yeah. pay. It, it adds up very quickly. Very quickly. And then a big police department like that, that's unlimited overtime. Unlimited. I'm unlimited overtime? Like unlimited. a big PD like that bro. in the city, a dangerous place. Yeah. Unlimited overtime. I'll have a field day, bro. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You'd overtime. be hustling. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. That mentor I told you, hey, he was hustling. <laughs> that's one of the Barbados, we, we work hard, bro. Oh, it's, man. It's bro. like a trade off. Like when you yeah. work for a big city that's dangerous, like the, the good thing is like you're able to get <clears throat> unlimited overtime, et cetera. But the negative is you're in a big, you know, department where people don't know each other like that. You might meet a PD guy that you never met before. Or it's more dangerous. So it's a trade off. Exactly. Unlimited yeah. OT, though. Exactly. SW. Yeah. So, so all this is going on, right? Lo and behold, Crypto kicks off. I got some real estate investments. I got cash ATMs, right? Um, Paul actually ends up leaving. Did you know Paul at that time when you did the ATMs? I knew him, yeah. So I actually knew him. I didn't know he was doing ATMs at the same time, right? Mm. It was one of those side hustles that I think hush, both, hush. Yeah, it was just you kept it low-key because you know it is. You laugh, right? But you just don't want to You don't want to bring it up, right, yeah. with cash. So with that being said, right, things are good, right? But I'm just something in the back of my head saying, hey, just don't stay over here, right? And then yeah. my boy told and I, I hear the, the grapevine, right? My officer, they got shot. They put a case on him, an internal affairs case. You know what the case was? <clears throat> Cursing. They said, you cursed, and that's against our policy. After he got shot, he yelled, fuck. And that was where he got a turtle. And that was it. I was like, right, I'm done. I was like, I know I'm done with law enforcement. What? At the time, you, I'm telling you, you can't believe it. That's just how it is. It's the Bay Area, right? That's just how they roll. If anyone makes a complaint, that they uh, almost always the internal affairs has to do an investigation. They, yep. they must. Yeah. Whether they find it, you know, unfounded or whatever, they have to open a case. It's ridiculous. Yep. That's just Even, no matter how ridiculous or ludicrous it is, they have to open a case for cursing. Yeah. No. And then I'm not surprised. Like California, that's why law being law enforcement in liberal states is typically not <laughs> to your best interest because um, they're super woke and they don't really protect their officers like that. So. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, so my whole job yeah. as a sergeant was just protecting my officers, right? Yeah. It was the same thing I learned in the Marine Corps, but I didn't realize that's not how it was in law enforcement. You're supposed to throw them under the bus. So I already didn't drive, right? I wasn't with that. Yeah. So with that being said, I already have seven figures. I had a, over a million dollars in the bank because of crypto, right? Nice. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't need to be here, right? right? I actually had gotten into UC Berkeley too. So while I was in law oh. enforcement, <laughs> I started applying to different colleges because I went to uh, community college. 
because I knew somehow, some way, like I, I knew I needed to get out. Got into UC Berkeley. I'm like, nah, that's not for me, right? Because UC Berkeley, they lean a certain way. Yeah. That's not the way I'm I roll. Super woke. Yeah, I was like, I can't, <laughs> I can't do a shift of you know seeing somebody dead on the ground and then go to a college and then talking about we need to abolish the police. I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah, feminist nah. studies and bullshit. <laughs> no, bro, but, but you had GI Bill, but you never used it, right? It wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it to me. College, for real. college yeah, same, wasn't bro, worth it. Same, same, same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So with that being said, I'm thinking to myself, what do I do? I'm seeing Paul over here with the McLaren. I'm like, hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you know what's funny about this, right? You'll see a guy doing well. Yeah. You know, all right, he's he's yeah. on up and up. But then you see his car. is like, hold on a second. That's not cheap. You can't just get that by, by, by winging it. Mm-hmm. So you're doing something right. He rented car. it. He yeah. rented it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so Paul hits me up. He's like, hey, man, just, just come work for me. Like, I'll let you run operations. You have military experience. You have a law enforcement supervisor. You know what you're doing, have right? Paul already left the PD at this point? He already left at this point, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're trying to make some money. You're trying to put in some work. And I thought he was going to tell me I need to sell drugs, right? <laughs> <laughs> man, it was, look, look, look. Yeah, it, it was an ongoing joke, man. And, you know, for anybody that's, that's an ex-co-worker, ex-supervisor of mine, you know what I'm about to say. But when I pulled up with the Porsche Panamera back when I was still a detective in law enforcement, this is the initial stages of like when I actually build a tangible ATM business in the Bay Area, right? So all that passive income that I was making, dude, it was covering my bills. And then the check that I was getting, I was I was an overtime whore, bro. Mm-hmm. So I was yeah. I was working 60 to 100 hour work weeks, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So, See, dude, no what do you think I'm going to do with the money? Exactly. At the, at, the, at the time, I'm in my late- 100 grand a year, free money, because your, your bills were already taken care of with your passive income. Bro. So- I was working so much, and I know this dude was at that level because we would always see each other working overtime and shit. Do they but, tax overtime like they do civilians or yeah, not for cops? Yeah, yeah they do. So you yeah. do? Wow. Yeah, but we, we were at like 250, bro. There was cats on overtime that was making like close to half a million dollars, but Damn. they were like fucking divorced. No, no, were... facts. I saw that YouTube video. Uh, somebody tried to like, you know, get on a cop like uh, it was the Rolex watch, and he like pulls out his begging cow. Oh, and yeah. It's like oh, half a yeah. million dollars. Yeah. That yeah. I'm like, bro, like, what? What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. You can really make a lot of yeah, overtime. Yeah, yeah. You really can. Yeah. yeah so you were saying so the half million dollars. Yeah. So uh, the ongoing joke was uh, there was a there was a supervisor man. Supervisor was like, hey man, who who's Porsche Panamera is right there in the parking lot? <laughs> it was when I just got it, bro. And at that time, a stupid move. Okay, and never buy a, a, a brand new luxury car, guys. All right, I'm saying this right now. I fucked up. You know, I paid close to a hundred. K for my Porsche Panamera, but I got everything that I wanted, you know, uh, white and black, uh, rims yeah. and all that shit, tan interior. It was, man, it was butter, dude. But I'm driving in this dangerous ass city. I'm like, oh, what am yeah. I doing, bro? I'm driving this to work and shit. <laughs> now you're target. So, yeah, now I'm a target, right? Yeah. So I was just like, I, I gotta go get like, uh, like a little hoopty or something that I could drive to work. But I park it. And all you see is the OGs, you know, they're getting off dog watch, you know, night shift and shit. And they're just looking at me like, this motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're like, what the fuck? Can you fuck? imagine they're pulling up in the van and he's yeah. like, like rolling in Panamera? Bro, I went, I went to the to the Christmas party, right? With my team uh, when I was on the task force. And I remember the sergeant was just like, hey, bro, you can't afford that on no cop salary. Wow. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh, dude, shit. no, I got, I got like, yeah. you know, a side hustle. I got a side business. But I didn't really go into it. I was just always low key. Yeah. So we would we would always chit chat and be like, "Hey, what are you up to, man?" Because that was the, that was the different thing about Getem. You know, it's like when I would talk to anyone else in the department, they would just talk about law enforcement. Yeah. But see, the thing is, I didn't come from the military. I mean, not like these guys, and I respect what they do as far as like you know being in the military and shit. But I, I came from sales. You know, I came from corporate America. You know, I I came from the hustle and shit. Yeah. So at the time, I found fulfillment in law enforcement. But then also I was about my money. Yeah. You know, so I was doing my investments, everything, bro. So when I would talk to Gettem, Gettem was just about his money too. And he was just like trying to like convince me, hey, bro, buy Bitcoin. 
He's like, you got to buy Bitcoin now. I was just like, man, fuck your Bitcoin. I'm trying to do ATM. You know? <laughs> that's why I'm like, that's why you still work in the department, bro. Yeah, Come yeah, work yeah. for me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but yeah, man. Those are those are good times. Yeah. So he said, hey, come on over. Come over. Why don't you work with me? Right. So this uh, is 2021 now at this point. This or 2020 is, still. Uh, end of 2020. Okay. Yeah. So the end of 2020, right. Doing the ATM business. We start expanding that digital marketing also. So he's doing consulting for some other like influencers and all that good stuff. Right. That's like, eh, ain't too bad. I was like, so you're telling me I'll make all this money. All I got to do is send emojis. He's like, yeah, yeah, sure. As you guys know, running businesses, it ain't like that. Right. Yeah, right. So fast forward. A year late, no, a year and a half later, running operations, we're expanding into multiple different things, and it turns into a multi-million dollar business. And the thing is, is like I was, I wasn't meant to be here. My parents are immigrants. My dad was a janitor. I thought for my life, the best thing I would do is work a nine to five, straight up. That's it. I knew I wasn't meant for college. I'm straight up a glitch in the system. Mm -hmm. And years later, here I am, right? And it really comes down to working hard, right? You have to treat Facts. every single day. Like it's a marathon Yeah. every single day. When you want to execute, you have to execute as if it was supposed to be done yesterday, right? And that was the one thing and the one thing I transferred over from the military. And the one thing I learned from actually law enforcement also is just execute, execute, execute. Because right now society is telling people the sky is purple, but everyone watching right now knows the sky is blue. And they're just saying like, well, I don't know why everyone keeps saying the sky is purple, right? But you know in your mind that you have to get after what you want. The reason why I'm here is I'm fucking selfish. Mm -hmm. I wanted right. a nice car. Yeah. I'm going to keep it real. Society yeah. tells you don't get this nice stuff, right? But let's keep it real. You got to go after what you want. Because at the end of the day, you can volunteer for Greenpeace if you want, or you can start your own actual foundation, mm. right? Let's keep it real. So at the end of the day, that's why I'm here. I had my selfish reasons, and I wanted to take care of my family. So I knew I was going to do what I had to do day after day, night after night. I didn't care. I was going to work my ass off. I actually had sacrificed those weekends, sacrificed those nights, because at the end of the day, I could have went partying, I could have went clubbing, but then I wouldn't be here right now. Yeah, right. Well said. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, yeah. that, that listening to that story brought back a lot of memories for me, too, because I was the same way. I gave up my 20s and worked mm -hmm. quite a bit. Differences with the feds, we don't get overtime like y'all. No. So it was all free work. Oh, yeah. uh, the what? feds, they, they put your salary, it's built into your into your salary, something called LEAP. Uh, but uh, no, yeah. that's that's, that's funny, man. So I'm at old job. I used yeah. to work in tech, right? They gave us unlimited overtime at the very beginning. New company, new area. You know what? Go crazy, kids, right? Yeah. So we're taking overtime for unlimited time. This is perfect. <clears> so <throat> legit, right? My buddy's from Mexico as well. Shout out to Jesse, man. Awesome guy. He's like, bro. I was like, bro, why are you staying out to work so late? Like, dude, go home. Yeah. He's like, bro. It's free overtime. I said, what? Unlimited. I'm like, there's no way. So, you know what? Let me, let me give it a shot. I did it for like a week, bro. My paycheck went up, went up a lot. I was like, holy shit. After, ever, ever since that day, nonstop. And not money, I bought, I bought property with. So, yeah. power, yeah. man, pays yeah. off. Uh, so, I can hit the chats real quick. Um, yeah. And then uh, we'll keep going. So, we got here. Uh, Taj, the Beast X goes, I'm in the process of paying uh, charges, charge-offs. I think it means car credit cards. Should I do that before becoming an authorized user to build credit or does it matter? Um... um it doesn't really matter. It, it doesn't really matter, but yeah, bro, pay, pay, pay that credit. Yeah, possible, yeah bro. it's one of the worst debt to have because the interest rates are ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Cam two times goes. It would be dope if y'all brought in Eddie Griffin on the show or living a life of abundance, aka the Cheeks Learn show. He's the one who brought y'all to my attention in the beginning. Okay. Uh, we got here. Tash the beast again. Be careful with Capital One. My limit is seven fifty dollars. Made over three k in payments. Use a different card to make last payment. And they froze my card for twenty six days. Just call the uh, customer service, bro. Yeah. Um, just got my first ATM running a couple of hours ago. Thanks to Paul and his crew. Hey, hey shout out you. to my friend. That's what we're talking about, man. Uh, and we're gonna talk about the ATM stuff here in a second. How it works. Um, Divinity Smokey goes. Hey, Martin Fresh. Do you uh, think starting a YouTube channel for entertainment purposes is still a good go? I'm wanting to start a moto vlog channel. 
honestly, bro, it, it, unless you're trying to like go hard with it and make money, I wouldn't. YouTube is way too time Think consuming. As a if, business, yeah. you got to be unique, bro. Yeah. There's so many motor vlogs out there, channels. It's like, bro, how do you stand out? Yeah. And if you're going to do it just for fun, that's fine. But if you want to, like, I, I would say if you're going to do it, like, do it to make money and go yeah. all the way. Um, uh, Elmond Howard, 10 bucks. Do either of you use a broker to help with investments? I saw that Robert Kiyosaki does in Rich Dad. Poor Dad, I want to uh, I want to someday invest and want to know how you guys did it. I, I don't use a broker personally, but um, we'll keep going. Yeah. Keep chilling. Let's go. 20 bucks. Appreciate that. Uh, Norris Haddo, 10 bucks. You are changing lives. You, the Tate brothers and Sneeko. I grew up in a single mother household and had to fight the emotional upbringing. I pray for you guys and the Tates keep changing lives. Yeah, Tate will Thanks, be home Norris. soon. Don't worry, guys. Uh, yep. Old man goes, hey, Martin, I'm Stefan. How can I make $500 today? Uh, we'll talk about that here with the, with the ATM stuff. Yep. Uh, Wimbo, do a Christian Dornor, Dorner fed it. Uh, I've researched the case. I'll, I'll uh, eventually get to it. 3K goes, I just started the gym, already seeing progress. I still need some tips and any, uh, and any protein shake. Any suggestions? Just get a good whey protein, man. Uh, Griffin and Cardis, 10 bucks goes, what's up guys? After last show with Paul, I decided to get an ATM together and just order my first ATM for dispensary in MS. I think Mississippi means shout out Santino for guiding me through the process. Keep it up. FNF. Okay. Good awesome, job, man. man. Yep. And then, uh, turtles for the win goes, uh, fed a question with the latest video. Do you think Chris Watts was a psychopath and was crying crocodile tears or did he actually feel regret or sorry? Thanks. FNF videos. Shout out to the panel. Uh, no, crocodile tears. He didn't care. Uh, he wanted to be with that other chick. Tap in production, five bucks. At least you didn't have to walk five miles for water anymore. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Yanny Blaze, <laughs> five bucks. Fuck? What the hell? <laughs> what do you think about investing in Arrive, a Bezos company, to invest in homes or buying a small piece of land and on Elon Musk's tiny home for $250 a month? I mean, the more you know, the better. But, I mean, I'm we're not, not versed on that, bro. Yeah, I'm not versed on it. Uh, AJ, 200 bucks. Shout out to you, bro. He goes, hey, just went under contract with a single fam home. Got the nice. inspection report back. I'm doing the money. Should I walk or renegotiate the deal to have equity and use that to fix the issues i'm still looking for multifamily units for that area by the way i pulled from my tsp last year had a negative three percent return i'm doing the money should, the money. should i walk or renegotiate the deals have equity? saving plans like a 401k for the military yeah yeah it's it's a it's a federal one but i i don't know what he means by i'm doing the money uh, i'm doing the money should what do you I mean walk? by that bro like did the, 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 the house not appraise if the house didn't appraise then yeah 100 renegotiate bro and and tell them you're only going to pay what it appraised for if that's what you're saying, but go ahead and clarify for us because I don't know what you mean by I'm doing the money. Should I blah blah? Uh, Guilherme Reyes goes 50 bucks. Perfect timing. Went to the gym in the morning, uh, went to work just now, left the boxing gym all because of you, Fresh Fit. Thank you. Slowly escaping the matrix. Thanks for this knowledge. Absolutely. It's unacceptable. There you fat. go, brother. LP Berserker goes facts. When I got into when I first got into law enforcement, everybody was telling me to slow down about three years in. Uh, I got asked to join a task force that works closely with the DA. Good stuff, my friend. Yeah, they're always going to tell you that the old because they don't want you to make them look bad. <laughs> my Lemmy goes, uh, you guys inspired me to start my own podcast. Much love to you guys from Boca Raton, Florida. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. Um, and then, oh, Lord, I actually on the edge of my seat with the story. Free the Tates. Yeah, man, that was a great story. Great, great story. Uh, Damian Orozco goes, representing the Bay Area well, unlike most of the women from the Bay Area and after hours <laughs> lately. I'm from Hayward. Thanks for sharing this wild story. W guest, WFNF. Absolutely, man. Uh, I currently live in California. Should I look into a different state for properties or duplexes, complex in California, LA area? Yeah, get the fuck out of California, bro. Um, I'll go to Nevada if I were you. No state income taxes. The properties are fairly cheap. Um, Way better options. Yeah, I mean, you can invest in California, but... No, no, no. Facts, man. Yeah, Facts. But I that's why out. we're moving to Miami, man. Yeah, so, yeah that's it, bro. <laughs> as a real estate investor, bro, you typically don't want to be in a blue state if you can help it. You know, are there situations where you can do it? Yeah, I got properties in Connecticut, but I have certain advantages there that help me out. But in general, and the taxes too. you want to stay out of blue man. states when it comes to being a real estate investor. And you don't want to be in states where they favor the tenant over the landlord. That's mm -hmm. another thing, too. Like uh, Michigan is notorious for this, where if you try to evict somebody, it's damn near impossible to get them out. 
Uh, Geminov goes, did the automation program with these guys 100% recommended? Yep, absolutely. We're going to talk about that in a second. And then the last three chats here. And then from this point forward, Chris, what, 20 and up? Yep. All right, I'm going to read the rest of these guys. And then everything else from here is 20 and up. So we want to give you guys the sauce on ATM stuff. Aza Mogali goes, 30K in the bank right now, doing absolutely nothing for me, trying to start a business, but unsure what to do. Any suggestions? Stay, stay tuned. You're going to hear right now. Yep. Uh, and then Sovereign Honor goes, uh, W, law enforcement and vets, a GG, father, Marine, Boston PD, grad, uh, godfather was Navy, Boston PD, aunt, 20 years Army. I'm Army vet also. Success is a mindset and a dedication, strong foundations, build strong men. Absolutely, well man. Said. That's what we're talking about. And then Chris Vision goes, I've been saving money from my overtime. Uh, I've been working 60 to 70 hours a week and want to get into real estate. Is it not a good time to buy rentals? When do you know it's the best time to start? All right, listen, bro. Buy real estate now. People that are telling you, oh, don't buy real estate. It's not good. These big companies like Blackstone, et cetera, they're buying up or BlackRock, whatever the fuck mm-hmm. it's called. They're buying up all the single family homes right now. So they're telling you don't buy, but they're, the reality is, is they're buying, guys. There's never a wrong time to get into real estate. Buy now while you can. If you and have also, the capital, get in. And also, it depends on the numbers as well. Yeah. Like, it might be a bad time, but the numbers are right. Why even wait? Yeah, why wait? Whether it's a business or real estate, guys, it's yeah. never too late to start. Get in now. Don't be a procrastinator, mm-hmm. all right? Uh, all right, so, oh, and last one here. Doing the numbers for the house ran out of uh, character for the chat. Um, bro, you should have underwrote the deal before you even made an offer. You always got to underwrite the deal with the worst numbers and see how it goes. But um, if the house didn't appraise at what it's supposed to, renegotiate at what it appraised at, all right? Or do some kind of deal where they cover closing costs or whatever. But you can, you know, if the offer is good, they'll typically take it. And you got an advantage. It's moving towards a, uh, a buyer's market slowly. Uh, okay. So I'll turn it to y'all with the uh, – so let's say someone has money to invest, like a couple of guys that put in the chat here. They got 10K, 20K, even 5K maybe. Yeah. How did they get involved with uh, running an ATM business, and how does it work? Yeah, so um... – that's actually very interesting. So with cash ATMs, as you know, we've been in business for, for years, right? We focus on cash ATMs. We've actually completely pivoted, right? We still do the cash ATMs. Mm-hmm. But if somebody told you right now, like, no one you guys know about real estate. If somebody said, hey, you know what? It's OA and like MN. I would actually buy some real estate right now if I could. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, you guys are like, hell yeah. Or if yeah. I told you about Airbnb years ago, right? Of course. So we pivoted to Bitcoin, Bitcoin. ATMs. Mm. Yep. Bitcoin ATMs. I heard about that. And it's, you hear about it, right? And you're in Miami hotspot over here. So check this out. Before I even get into that, the way I found out about Bitcoin ATMs was actually years ago in law enforcement. All right. It's actually a funny story. So I'm over here before I got promoted at Morgan Patrol. Right. And I hear this three letter agency come in the city. Right. And the city we're in would always have the feds come in. You're talking about DEA, IRS, FBI, Secret Service, all that good stuff. It was a plethora of stuff available for them. Right. It was a playground. So I hear this three letter agency come in and like, hey, there's no need for local law enforcement. Don't worry, we have enough staff, we have enough agents, but we're at this location and we're seizing some Bitcoin ATMs. And I'm over here like, Bitcoin ATMs? What What you talking about, right? So, you know, patrol, law enforcement, I was like, I gotta slide through, I gotta fly the the flag, right? I gotta make sure they know we're here. So I actually ended up going over there because I invested in crypto already. This Mm -hmm. is actually back in like 2018, 2019. So I've been investing in crypto for years. So I talked to one of the local agents and I'm talking, I'm like, hey, you know, what, what's going on? The Bitcoin ATMs, right? I'd never thought about even getting into that. I just thought about buying crypto. So I talked to the guy. I'm like, what, what happened? He's like, well, I was like, we're looking at these guys for something else, right? But the owner of this Bitcoin ATM is not paying taxes. Ah, uh, okay. They mm-hmm. got them for tax evasion, okay. right? Which is yep. a catch-all for everything, as yep. you know, right? Yep. So, and I'm, I, of course, you know, me, I'm inquisitive. I got to ask, what are they talking about? He's like, man, this guy's making over $30,000 a month from this mm-hmm. machine. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about to make that 30,000, that means 150K, 200K goes into that machine, Yeah. right? So it blows my mind. 
because I thought I was walking on the clouds making like $150,000 a year. I was like, man, I'm top, I'm the top G. Yeah. And this guy's making $30,000 a month, like one fifth of my salary in one month. And like yeah. the guy owns multiple Bitcoin ATMs. Damn. Wow. Okay. So it blows my mind. So he was using the crypto to evade taxes. Exactly. Right. Okay. And then he had people come in, they put cash in, you know, all that good stuff. Right. Yeah. So it, I start looking into the Bitcoin ATM concept. Back then, it was almost impossible to get into, and it still is now. And the reason why is because you become what's called a money service business, mm. right? So you're the equivalent of basically like being a check cashing place, being a bank, being a foreign currency exchange. Lots of regulations with MSBs. Exactly, as you know, right? <laughs> you got you to gotta register at the federal level, state level, yep. county level, all that good stuff, right? Yep. Paperwork, 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 right? So with that being said, I try to get into it. When I was talking to the manufacturers, they're like, nope, you got to buy like five of these bad boys, right? So I didn't have the money. And then I got to try to talk to all these banks. They're like, nope, we're not about to let you do it. Because back then, crypto and banks, they just wouldn't work together, right? Yeah. It's competition. That's just how it is. Even to this day, it's hard, right? So I try to get into it. I failed. like, hey, whatever. So a few months ago, right? We were actually trying to do it ourselves. It was just the, the, the capital. We were spending lots and lots of money for the research and all that good stuff. Wasn't working out. We got actually combined forces with a Bitcoin, major Bitcoin ATM company nationwide, right? They actually invested along with us over a million dollars in compliance and all that good stuff. We have okay. our attorneys and all that good stuff. Gotcha. And so we've completely focused on this. And the reason why is because I know most people are thinking like Bitcoin, man, that thing's down, like crypto's crashing and all that, but that's the best part about <clears throat> it. Yeah. Because when people are scared of using the exchanges like Coinbase, well, I mean, they're getting scared of using places like, you know, Celsius, for example, yeah. BlockFi, FTX, you have F <laughs> FTX yeah. and all places. Where do they go? The only other place to actually transfer cash for actual crypto is go to one of these machines. Yeah. It's mm. the only place. So here's the reason why. When you try to get into the business yourself, it's impossible. It actually costs you a little over $100,000 at least oh, because yeah. you need to own the crypto. So you need to own at least two Bitcoins. Which is what is it like twenty something thousand right now? Yeah, for yeah. a Bitcoin. So yeah, for for two. Well, yeah, one Bitcoin. Yeah, it's like two of them would be like forty, fifty thousand. Exactly. Yeah. And you need the cash management. You need all this good stuff, and then you have federal regulation. You got to yep. deal with IRS audits, all that good stuff, yep. right? So we completely pivoted because the way we do things is much different, right? And the reason why is because first of all, there's a few different populations that use these machines. Okay, so there's actually the Hispanic community heavy usage a lot of our machines are actually at hispanic markets okay and the reason why is because how do people send money overseas you know, mm. but, you, my, used to be western union and yeah. you know money, money gram, gram, i think yeah. and there's, there's i'm from eastern europe it still is yeah it still is western yeah. union right right so i'm outdating myself i think yeah. at this point right so a lot of these people are probably what the hell's western union yeah. right so when you try to do that you got to transfer it to the local economy yeah. right so you got to get in pesos if you're in venezuela or if you're in the, one of these countries that have hyperinflation yeah. you have to go local currency right yeah. and then the government sometimes they don't let you pull out all your money yeah so and they'll tax and they'll tax it doesn't matter if it's family to family they'll still tax on top of that currency exchange loss so you'd be like you'd be you're gonna lose like 20 30 percent like exactly bro right? come on and you have limits of what you can say and, and you're trying to help your family like come on you know yeah. yeah yeah so so with crypto as you guys know if you want to send a bitcoin across the nation or across the world it takes like 10 minutes yeah right nope. so we see a lot of actually people especially minorities and a lot of like communities uh, of that like origin the reason why is because first of all with hispanics they actually send it overseas yeah right so they're sending it to family overseas and they literally just got to put cash inside the machine they get charged a convenience fee which is our profit whoever invests in a bitcoin atm and then it gets sent over to whoever they want whoever has that bitcoin wallet wherever they are whether they're in nigeria whether they're in venezuela or in argentina it doesn't matter right so with that being said, there's other populations. So there's the underbanked community, the people that don't trust banking, the people that just don't want to use banking, right? They use these machines. And then there's an elderly population. 
because right now there's a mass adoption of crypto happening. It's going to happen behind the scenes and banking and all that good stuff. Right. Hey, hey get them. Uh, I looked yeah. at the comments there and people saying, hey, my state, I've seen Bitcoin ATM. Hey, guys, if you've seen Bitcoin ATM, shoot in the comment what state and where have you seen it? Let's let's see in comments how many Bitcoin ATMs out there. Yeah, no, there's actually not that many. You actually bring you bring up a good point. So there's not that many because you're going to see cash ATMs a lot of the places, right? Mm -hmm. There's still places to put them, but you're going to see them more than likely. Mm -hmm. You're not going to really run into Bitcoin ATMs, Connecticut, especially also. <laughs> we actually have, there's a machine over there making a hundred thousand dollars a month, wow. right? Damn. Ridiculous because it's, there's not that many machines. Yeah. So you see the elderly population using these also. And the reason why is because they're not going to sign up. Is grandma going to sign up for Coinbase? Come on, let's keep it real. Right? Yeah, she ain't sure. gonna sign up for that. We need some coins for them boys. Yeah. 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 So, so what are they gonna do? They're still using checks, yeah, right? Yeah. So what's she gonna do? She's hearing about this Bitcoin thing on Thanksgiving dinner. Um, the, the nephews are coming in, the nieces are coming in, but say I bought this Dogecoin or whatever, but they're hearing about like, I don't wanna get left behind. So what do they do? They go to a familiar institution. What are they familiar with? A cash ATM. So now they know that if I put this cash in here, it's actually gonna translate into this thing called Bitcoin on this piece of paper because it prints out a wallet. Guess what happens? They use that machine and we're charging 15 to 20 percent on oh, these wow. machines. That's a lot. Think about that for a second. So somebody puts in a thousand dollars, which this happens. It's always higher amounts. Yeah. And you made $150. I I pipped the, the chat and a lot of people, Bitcoin trash, Bitcoin crash. We're working currently on, it's going to be a poll, right? Yeah. Different type of currencies coming in, in the future. It's yeah. not just going to be all stock to the Bitcoin. I mean, everything's evolving. Mm -hmm. Version 2.0, 2.3. Hey, we're, we ain't stopping. Yeah. So it's, it's future. Yeah. Is so, Ethereum next? I'm assuming. So, so it, it's, we're, it comes down to market demand, right? Yeah. The machines themselves, it's basically a mobile crypto exchange, right? Yeah. So the reason why it's only Bitcoin right now in most machines is because it's stability, first of all. Of course. And second of all, it's a household name. It's like when you yeah. ask for a sanitizer wipe, what do you ask for? A Clorox wipe, Clorox. right? So there's no point of selling something no one's going to buy. Yeah. But it all comes down to market demand. It could be freaking Panda coin or whatever it is. And we would think it'd be Ethereum next, but we're focused on what the market wants. Yeah. Because the market dictates what you do. Yes. So the next coins, plural, is just going to be whatever the market wants, right? Okay. Right now we're focused on Bitcoin because the majority of people want to buy crypto, uh, Bitcoin. It's a store of value. There's only going to be so many. Whether you believe in it or not, it don't matter because you're the broker. Yeah. Right? The yeah. people that really make the money are the ones on the, the middleman or the middle woman, as you call it, right? The real estate agents, the mortgage brokers, all that. They're making money off. They're taking a cut off the piece. And the reason I bring this up, right, is because when it comes down to it, you don't have to believe in something to make money off of it. One mm. of the things I learned, especially work in law enforcement, was I would have to go to the McDonald's. I got to go to the Taco Bell because there'd be fights, right? It'd be the homeless guy throwing a chalupa at somebody, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the actual franchise owner would show up, right? And a lot of the time, they actually happen to be Indian, right? And Korean, for some reason, I don't know what it was. And I would always talk to them. And I'd always bring it up. I'm like, hey, man, like, do you eat Taco Bell? They're like, hell no, I don't yeah. eat Taco Bell. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Because at the end of the day, they're like, no, we just make money off the business. Yeah. So that's why I bring that up because you don't need to actually believe in something. You don't have to believe in crypto. It don't matter if crypto's at $50,000. It don't matter if Bitcoin's at a dollar. As, as long as someone buys some from the machine yeah. or they sell, you make money. You literally are doing arbitrage yep. at the end of the day. Yep. That's why we've completely focused on this because we're seeing mass adoption. One of the biggest Bitcoin ATM companies that doesn't allow anybody to invest, Bitcoin Depot, look it up. They're going public with the SPAC or special purpose uh, acquisition company. Yep. They're going public. While crypto was crashing, while FTX went down, while Celsius went down, while 3AC, all these big companies were taking everybody down, cascading effects. 
they actually saw record revenue. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. what were people doing? FOMO, fear of missing out. Of course. So they're going to these machines. What do the people do? All of a sudden, inside the actually in the hood, inside the actual grocery store, you walk by, you're like, man, I keep seeing this Bitcoin ATM. Let me throw $100 at it because I don't know. It's like a lotto ticket. Yeah. So we're seeing phenomenal results. I mean, we have machines making us $6,000 a month, $1,000, $15,000 a month. It's ridiculous. Passive, passive. Literally you don't passive. have to, you don't need to re do anything. And again, with ATM together, you buy the business. That's, yeah. the, that's it. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's wildness. And it's one of those things where it's mass adoption coming because if you guys didn't know behind the scenes, banking right now is transitioning to a crypto based settlement system. So the system we use worldwide is changing yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah. Look it up. It's on the world economic forum. It's, it's public. They just, it's not Googled. Yeah. They're changing to a crypto based settlement system for the banking. Right. And here's why this is important. We're adopting it. We don't even realize it. So you have to get in before the next bull run. Cause I don't care if Bitcoin hits a hundred thousand dollars. I've been invested for years ago. Right. Yeah. But I do understand when the crypto prices start to go up, guess what happens? People go to my machines. Yep. When the crypto price goes down, all of a sudden, when it goes from 20K to 16K, all I see is buy orders because people are saying, hey, I want to buy some more crypto. Exactly. So yeah. it's absolutely phenomenal. Right it now. doesn't matter because you're already in the middle. And that's kind of what same situation with me, like being in real estate, like as a landlord, whether the market goes up or down, people are still going to always need a place to live. 100%. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it, it, it doesn't change anything. So I could see where you're going with this, because at the end of the day, right, the, the thing about crypto is that it's gonna be a lot easier to send money through crypto. So whether it goes down or up, people are still gonna use it as intermediary to send money to their family. 100%. And so, worst case scenario, digital. Who wants to use cash that too. anymore? That too. At the same time, I've seen one Bitcoin ATM here in Miami, but let's say I wanna get involved, how do I start? Yeah. yeah, real simple. So the way we do things is extremely simple because the thing is you become a money service business if you actually run the business yourself. So we structured, it's almost like, you're almost like a vending machine. You're, you're dispensing crypto. Right. Yeah. So how we do it is we walk you through everything, right? The LLC, the EIN, like forming the business, find, find an actual bank account. Yeah. And then we ship you the brand new ATM. And the reason why we I bring this up is because you can always get used and be cheap at the end of the day, but it's going to you're going to pay for it later. It's almost like, you know, like debit cards, how they added like chips to them. Yeah. So the reason why you want to have buy and sell machines is because the standard is going to change right now. There's not a lot of Bitcoin ATMs. But when there's much more, there has to be a standard. When you go from New York City to Los Angeles, there has to be something, some familiarity, some kind of standard to what you do. So you don't want to be left behind with these buy only machines. So we send you a brand new, uh, send an actual brand new machine. It's two way. It has an advertising screen on top of it. It's kind of like, you know, gas stations when you get that annoying ad, when you actually pull your uh, pump out. Yeah. It's the same. The reason why they do that is because they're making money off the advertising. Of course. It's, the, it's advertising. It's the most actual valuable commodity right now is attention. Yeah. In 2023 and on, attention is the most valuable commodity. It's not oil and anything else. It's who can grab capture attention. So with that being said, you have two sources of income with that. So we said we actually get the machine for them. And then what we actually do is we actually handle the fulfillment, right? So we'll find you a location. We have a call center based out of Europe. Man, I was like flying past Ukraine to talk to the call center. It was wildness, right? Yeah. So we pivoted, focused on Bitcoin ATMs. They find a premium location, right? And the reason why is because we found over 2,000 nationwide and in Canada. So know what we're doing, right? So with that being said, they find your location, we secure it for you. We actually ship the machine there, it gets installed for you and it's completely passive. We actually own the crypto. So our actual hot wallet is connected. So we have to own the a lot of crypto to sustain all these machines. Uh -huh. And then we connect with an actual freaking um, armored vehicle service like Brinks or Loomis, like okay. one of these large companies, they handle the cash and literally we manage everything. 
right? So we manage the actual cash management. When it gets to a certain point, we get the armored vehicle to actually come pick up the cash. Oh, wow. And then we charge a percentage, okay. right? So you charge a percentage to make the money. So it's typically between 15 to 20%. Okay. And I know a lot of people are like, man, who the fuck would pay 15 to 20%? But there's no other way to literally have cash in your hands and turn that into crypto right now. It's impossible. Right. There's no other, there's no other method, right? You're, so with that being said, we handle everything that way so if people want to get involved we're actually the only ones in the business doing this okay. but get them yeah mike paul um if you can do this for us why not do it for yourself why involve us as the you know middleman we we do so i own bitcoin atms paul does also right i actually just installed one in san francisco the other day but we actually modeled this. I love how you brought up the federal task force. That's yeah. how we modeled this entire business. Okay. Right? So <laughs> what we found was this, we could spend, I mean, it, it costs a lot of money, right? It's you, it's, it's, it's in the millions to get all these machines. Yeah. So we yeah. could lock up all our capital and all these different machines, or we can build a grassroots type movement. So the way we did it was with like the same way with our cash ATMs, because we're not really a fan of like franchises. So we built other people's businesses. So as you know, the federal task force model, it's basically a force multiplier for, for the federal agencies, yeah. right? You have one agent assigned and you have like 15 local cops and you use their expertise of their knowledge of that area to actually make them success, to make the agency or the actual uh, task force successful. Exactly. Right. Yep. So we did the same thing. We said, hey, you know what? Why don't we empower people that know their areas to install their machines? Nice. So what we do is we'll have a call with you and like, hey, man, this is the zip code. Tell us where you want to avoid. Tell us where you want to focus on. And it turns into this. You tell us the direction. We will get you there simpler, faster and easier. Okay. That's our business model, because at the end of the day, yeah, we could do it. It's going to be much slower, though. That's the reason why there's only four other Bitcoin ATM companies nationwide. It's like the major banks. The reason why is because it locks up a lot of capital. Yeah. For us, what we do is we have investors that launch their own business, and that's what we focus on. Right. Okay. So to answer your question. And I'm right. fairly new. Uh, go ahead, Paul. And just to yeah. keep it simple, guys, because I, I mean, I see the chat. People just, you know, saying some ignorant shit. Yeah. But hey, I'm just going to keep it real with you guys. We're basically business partners. That's the way I look at this, okay? Think about it like this. Facts. If I was to be like fresh, fit, hey, like invest 20K and you're going to see such and such returns in a matter of months or a couple of years. That is actually way better than real estate. Mm -hmm. Most people, they're going to be like, bro, show me the proof. All right, cool. Let me show you my bank account. It's almost like the Wolf of Wall Street shit where they're like, show me 75K. You drive that Jag? Yeah, people are not gonna fucking invest until you prove it to them. Of course. Right. So this is what I got for you guys, all right? Social proof. We got social proof all day. You go on his IG, get him Y, that's G-E-D-A-M-W-H-Y, or mine, Paul Alex Espinosa on IG. We post our clients all the time. And what I always tell all my clients is whoever invests in any of our programs, any of our investments, hey, we're not successful unless they're successful. So at the end of the day, this is why we were able to build an eight-figure company within two years. Mm. All right. And this is straight nine to fivers. People, you just heard this man's story. I yeah. mean, he, he was sergeant yep. police. He was hated on for years. I was a, a narco detective from corporate America and shit. At the end of the day, we're just, hey, actual people, nine to fivers mm -hmm. that turn full-time entrepreneurs. And we're doing it. So it is what it is, you know? And, and that's my neighbor. And that's how I literally, that's how I literally, I was like, bro, like you're, you're beaming. Your eyes are glowing. Like, I'm like, what's up? What, what do you do? You're successful. So like, that's how I got into it yeah. because you know, I, I was just, and, and I see like the results, the, the results. Yeah. I see the car. I see everything. I see people. 
I was uh, one of the first ones to install uh, BTM in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Actually, learned a new skill, so that was kind of cool. I'm, I, I'm more of a hands-on guy. I will say this though: uh, I've, I've had people ask me, like in the chat or Instagram, "Yo, bro, try to try the ATM business with Paul and get him." I'm like, "Bro, go for it. Give it a shot." And they'd be like, "Yo, bro, I got major results." So it does work, hundred percent. I know that. So, yeah. question then: So let's. How much would someone need to invest, and then uh, what kind of returns would they expect? So you're looking at five figures, right? Okay. And it depends, right? When, to invest. Yeah, to invest. So you would need at least, okay, like what, 10K? Yeah, you're like at that? least like 10, 15K, right? Okay. To start an actual Bitcoin ATM business. And you can look up the prices. You can uh-huh. always look up the prices online. Like there's all these different manufacturers. Mm-hmm. We focus on the best. And then return, we're looking at about 1,000 to 6,000 a month. And it depends because it's the business, right? Okay. And I look at it like this. If anyone ever promises you a return on investment, they're fucking lying to you, yeah, right? Because it's, it's a vary. business, right? Yeah. So what we did is we controlled the factors that will lead to your success, including the location, the marketing, the promotions. And then we actually paid for a consulting agency. We said, hey, let's try to copy Bitcoin Depot's data, mm-hmm. right? Let's target all these other companies. Let's mimic what they've done for success also. And then we compare it to market data, crime data, actual um, demographics of the area to find the best locations, right? So you're looking at about 1,000 to 6,000 a month, depending because it fluctuates. Some days, some months are going to be high. With a 10 to 15K investment yeah, you're looking at you're looking at for yeah the for the machine you're looking yeah. at somewhere between one to six thousand exactly in that range yeah okay. and, and at the end of the day that's where we keep it transparent it's yeah. like hey this is how we do things yeah. we've proven our success we have our social proof you can see it on our website links to, are below guys you yeah. go to eight i mean atmtogether.com and it literally shows right there screenshots from march right it tells you net revenue gross revenue all that good stuff right you just get on facebook group like that's that's where you can talk to real people like myself and whoever's yeah. invest and yeah. you just you just Click on a person, shoot them a message, and yeah. they'll tell you the truth. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm all about simple businesses at the end of the day, yeah. right? I like businesses that make sense. It's like laundromats. It's like real estate, right? That's yeah. one of the biggest things that actually changes people's zip codes. Mm-hmm. Cash ATMs, right? Should I been to some strip clubs, right? Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I see how this business makes sense. There's a need for actual quick cash. Yeah. yeah. And then I understand the demographics of this business. Fun fact. But- My favorite spot club to go to for chill cool vibes has a bitcoin Ooh. atm in it that's why i know it's actually like a legit that's, and they make it. hella money it's just one of those things yeah. right yeah. and it's a secretive business no one's talked about it i mean mm-hmm. the first one was in the bay area like 10 years ago right mm-hmm. and it didn't gain traction and i look at it like this right we're the people saying hey you know what you should invest in this you don't have to if you don't want to it yeah. don't matter it don't matter to us but yeah. years down the road we're like man i heard about that on fresh and hit fifth that one time mm-hmm. Guess what's gonna happen? You're like, man, I missed the missed the actual boat. When CNN or we're on Mad Money or whatever that uh that guy Jim Cramer starts talking about something, mm-hmm. it's already too late, right? That's how I always look at things. Yo, yeah, right? get them, get them. But how many people in chat actually proactive? Who likes to do homework? People are lazy. People are lazy. So we people like to talk. Talk is cheap, guys. Do your homework. Actually, join the Facebook group. You know, hit up people. Ask. Stop. Just oh, he said, she said. You know, if if you if you're real, just get on it, you know, find out for yourself because yep. people just, yeah. Yeah. And the easiest way to do it, like the easiest way to actually figure out if something makes sense is literally you can go to coin ATM radar. You can look up on Google maps, Bitcoin ATM, go to the store and talk to the business owner. I'm like, Hey, whose machine is this? Right. <laughs> have you seen people use it? Like how much money have you seen them put in? That's it. Right, because there's no way we can own every single machine. Sure. Right? Not being skeptical. I, yeah, you know, take, yeah, take out of the internet. Go, like, go ahead yeah. and you know, do research as with anything. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, there's no doubt about it that you know cryptocurrency is definitely going to be the future. I mean, we're moving more and more towards uh, digital currency. My, my, right? you know, so I've, I've seen guys put money into the machine and send girls crypto. 
<laughs> like, what the fuck? Probably like OnlyFans too or something. Right? Yeah. Bro, it's <laughs> insane, bro. Digital like, in, a, in a strip club. Yeah. Yeah. Legit right there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Your wife doesn't check your Bitcoin, so. Clever. Clever, clever. So, all right. So, so let's say someone has, you know, 10, 10, 15K to invest. What would they do? Would they get, get on a call with you guys and discuss, hey, I want to do this. And then you guys basically, they give you the money and then you guys just basically ship them the ATM and then you tell them where the most optimal places are to put it to get the highest ROI. Like you guys handle all those? All that that, logistics? That's, a, that's a very good question. So we always break it down first. Like there's going to be calls and enrollment grant, all that good stuff, right? Fully transparent coming from law enforcement. Mm -hmm. But the way it works is real simple. Everything's managed. There's a few things, right? You got to start your own business, right? You got to open your own bank account. We can't do that for you, yeah. right? You got to start someone, an LLC. And someone, if someone tries to do that for you, it's probably a scam, right? You yeah, don't want to give them your bank info, right? Yeah. You start all that basic stuff. Then we actually order the machine, ship it to the place that we find for you also. But you screen it yourself also so we tell you okay. hey this is the location this is the data this is the recording of us speaking to the person i'm assuming you guys try to put it close to them as you can it depends what they want so we actually have uh one of our most recent investors he actually is in colorado he installed one in georgia and uh -huh. you see it, it's actually online it's on my stories okay the dude made like 1400 his first month right okay. it was a lotteria right so they sell lottery tickets okay um certain population that's over there benefiting the first day right okay. you can always reach out to people too. so y'all prioritize the them making money versus it being close to them exactly okay. right so right. and the places that actually do them the best right especially if you want to do this on your own the places that do the best have longer hours right think of it like 24 7 type spots 24 7 spots right they have to have about five to ten minutes of time to actually use that machine um and they have a lot of foot traffic right so you're looking at gas stations airports mm. uh, restaurants liquor stores uh what else um not like barbershops or smaller spots like that but longer hours and grocery stores too. And okay. you can find your own spot, invest on your own, do it on your own, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that leads to more adoption for us, Yeah. right? Yeah. But those are the best type of locations we found. And then based on our data and paying for consulting agencies. So you give a suggestion and then it's up to them if they want to take it. Exactly, so we'll give okay. the location. If you don't like it, cool, we find you another one. You don't like that one, we find you another one. Okay. But we've never had anyone not like a location because we tell them, hey, check this out. This is the data, this is how many people go here. This is what the business owner said. We spoke to them directly, and these are the reasons why you should have your machine there. Cool. You're ready to okay. roll. We give you a contract. You sign it between you and them. It's your business, and then you're up and running, and fulfillment's handled on the back end. Nice. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. So y'all coordinate the money pickups with the armored comp armored Everything. truck company, et cetera, and then they get a dividend. They get that 15 to 20% uh, from people using it. Yeah, and there's a dashboard. It tells you just okay. like like stocks or anything, right? And it It'll just gets deposited into the bank account once a month. Yeah, once a advertising month. revenue, which is one thing, and then you get to revenue from the actual machine too. Okay. So it's real simple. That's how it actually works. And then we handle the fulfillment on the back end. There's actually a one eight hundred number on the machine. We handle everything. You'll never be called for that machine. So there's right. no, it's zero, literally hands off. That's why we see a lot of real estate investors and we see a lot of people like in your position mm -hmm. because it's you're, you're diversifying your income, right. right? It's a simple business. It makes sense if you want to build it on side. I mean, that's why I have military buddies investing. That's why we're investing because we came from simple backgrounds. We know simplicity equals success, right? Simplicity scales, complexity fails. So we of keep course, it as simple as possible and that's it. That's how it runs. Okay. So this is this is really something for people that like, hey, I got 10,000, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000. I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And this is a way to get a quick, you know, um, easy hands-off way to get almost damn near 10% ROI, it looks like yeah. to me, if not more. Dude, what I like to Monthly. say is it's it's a business in a box. Yeah, mm. that's what it is. Yeah. Like if you guys checked out the first episode I was on, right? Yeah, and I talked about our cash traditional ATMs, how yep. semi passive to to passive that business is, right? 
The only thing that people didn't like about it is the fact, and this was 1,700 clients, they didn't like about it, some people, is the fact that they had to go reload the money into uh, the actual cash ATM. Yeah. So you got to think about that. Uh, fun fact, guys, about 80% of our clientele is actually women. It's, oh, really? it's, it's a oh, trip, shit. bro. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, man. It, <laughs> hey, you know, wow. and they bring they bring the uh, the husbands, the boyfriends. You know, I remember when he first started, he was like on Zoom with like the couple. Yeah. They're like, yeah, man, thanks for helping out my wife. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, who are you talking to, bro? Hey, <laughs> you know, hey. but like, um, but yeah, man, like, so ultimately, a lot of a lot of our clients, they were like, hey, uh, I don't feel safe loading up the ATM with a bunch of cash ah. and i was just like paul do you like suggest i get a gun i was just like whoa, whoa, whoa. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know i, I, I mean i was strapped yeah you know what i'm saying so anybody trying something on me it's, it's you know it's bad for you yeah but with that being said not everybody can you know get a gun in whatever state they are especially yeah. if they're in cali right yeah, exactly so with the bitcoin atm this is the most passive type of investment that you can do and trust me this is coming from somebody that you know originally told this guy hey f fuck your bitcoin right mm -hmm. yeah but the thing is you got to look at it as basically you're the middleman you're basically the the person just connecting the buyer with the seller and then we're all in business together and you're essentially getting that 10 percent and uh return on investment with every transaction it's and here's good. a here's a cool thing about it it ain't like going to tootsies right going to a strip club where you need like 500 transactions to make five thousand dollars or whatever right yeah. no all you need is like one or two transactions a month. That ain't a barber shop, yo. <laughs> one or two transactions a month and you're making thousands of dollars. It's, it's cool. And I'm going to tell you this, with any type of business, you're not going to get rich off of one investment. Uh, of course, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like real estate. And this is what everybody got to understand is the fact that you start off with actual millionaires that are helping you build a business and that's what people got to get through their mind because like anything else you know we've invested literally hundreds of thousands of dollars in learning the skill set that we had this is why i was able to expedite my my wealth i can share with, my story with, within a few within a few years yeah. right so so at the end of the day dude this is what, what what we're basically trying to say is hey we can start you off and then if you need more help we got the team to do it yeah See, money loves speed, right? I'll yeah. say, for example, yeah. most guys that want to get businesses, they'll be like, oh, I'm going to try it myself. I'm going to buy all the stuff myself and figure it out. Oh, Bro, that's yeah, a learning curve, man. Yeah. You have a mentor that's going to help you? Yeah. Why not take the mentor's help? They yeah. learned the whole learning curve. They've been through it themselves. And, and I think the important thing to also understand is that you're not going to get rich off one ATM, no. guys. Yeah, like, no, you're going to have to buy a bunch of them to really get rich. It's the same thing with real estate, right? Like yeah. I had to buy, I have 12 properties now. Now it's really starting to come in. But yeah. after one or two, that's not enough. You have my, to have my multiple properties. Different. My story is different. I, I hit the, the curb in November, December as an online coach. Our business mm -hmm. goes down. Yeah, A lot of coaches are forced to lower their prices mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, devalue their service. Yep. I get one or two ATMs, and that kind of makes up for the slow business time. Mm. That works for me. My my value stays as an online fitness coach. I don't have to try to get more clients lowering my value and my service. Mm -hmm. While I know I got that little pat right there with yeah. a couple of ATMs, Bitcoin ATMs yeah. that uh, that make up for that loss because, again, it's business. Yeah, yeah, we just, we, yeah look at it long term as uh, you're not going to get – we don't like the little get rich quick yeah, schemes. Yeah. That's, I think that's very important for the audience to know yep. that this isn't a get rich quick scheme. This 100%. is something to augment the money you're already making so that you have a cushion. 100%. Yeah. You, know? you can scale it if you like, right? And we do have business partners. We have clients that do that, right? And you see the social proof. It's there. Right? It's online. People post their photos standing right next to it, right? But we look at it as like this. Hey, it's a long-term investment because at the end of the day, it's like real estate.
if you get into real estate and you buy a single family home and you rent it, and you're like, I'm going to make a million dollars this year. <laughs> and you're going to have a rude awakening. Yeah. Right? But yeah. 20 years from now, 15 years from now, when you have generational wealth, that's a little different story, right? right? When you build your portfolio. So yeah. that's how we look at things. Okay. Right? Okay. All yeah. right. That's but, solid. But chat can just, you get haircut every week. Just ask the barbershop owner, what do you make on that ATM? Yeah. Mm. That's it. Simple. No, absolutely. It's a sustainable business for anybody that's looking to invest at the end of the day. Here, this is what we got for you guys. Just like last time. I think uh, last time I was here, what we gave away like a free ATM or whatever. Oh, yeah. But we got something for you guys. All right. Yeah. So yeah. so with that being said, we had actually we actually had a raffle last week. So we're giving away a package. We're giving away ATMs, all that good stuff. Mm. Two out of the three people didn't claim the prize. Check my Instagram <laughs> <What> stories. <laughs> I, so it's, we, we name them off. It's a, it's randomized. You see the wheel spinning and everything, right? So yeah. we're actually giving away two ATMs, okay. right? For free. There's no- Bitcoin ATMs. It's actually cash ATMs. Cash ATMs. So oh, yeah. be cash ATMs. Get ready. Get yeah. ready, Chad. Yeah, so it's cash ATMs, real simple. And it's actually going to be tomorrow. We actually have our own little Facebook Lives. Mm. We're going to announce your winners on. It's perfect timing for this Money Mondays. So all you have to do is literally inside the actual, uh, I think it's in the bio, right? It's a link, click on it. It goes to our Instagram profile. The results, the actual requirements are, are super, that's actually at the top of the description, right? Super simple. Click that link. It's going to go to our Instagram profile. Take a photo of that actual reel, post it on your story, enter in, and we're going to announce the winners tomorrow. Two free okay, ATMs. Nice. That's it. Shit. No, there's literally, there's no enrollment or anything like that. It's going to be tomorrow. You're going to see the Nothing names. Nothing to lose, guys. Might as well Might try. as well, bro. It's a win, and you might start your business for free. Whatever, at the end of the day, right? And because a couple guys here uh, I saw in the chat were saying, um, you know, hey, we, we got our cash ATMs, we're making money, et cetera. So yeah. it, it definitely works, man. And it's it's a unique business uh, a situation bro. that I had never that I never thought about until we brought you on the first time. So, bro, it's a boring business, man. It's not sexy, man. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just like it's the it's like the plumber of freaking like uh, just residual it's a passive needed service. income. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's it a needed it, service that people look over. It's not sexy like real estate. You can yeah. be like, oh, I'm a real estate investor, but all right, bro, how many units you own? They're like, uh, you yeah. know, like I got, I got one. Yeah, you know, so it is what it is, man. For the equivalent of what you can invest in real estate, right? You can invest that into ATMs and make tenfold straight up, just based on my experience. Yeah. Based well, you can on get experience. it with a lot less capital, which is great. A I lot mean, less it's capital. Like you yeah. Get, yeah, 10, 15K to get in with 10% returns is really good. You don't need a good credit score. Just put the money into it, pretty much like learn the, <laughs> you the whole process with these guys, and then you're good to go. Yeah. It's it's complimentary too, right? It's not yeah. competition. That's what people think that they're like, oh, we got to stay on this side, we got to stay on this side. No, you can invest that cash you have right now, even in cash ATMs. You get some extra cash flow that leads you to a higher loan approval to get a different property, like a duplex or a triplex now, yeah. Yeah. right? And then you might reinvest that in something else, yeah. right? It's infinity banking at the end of the yeah. day. Being diversified at. is very important, man. Mm -hmm. It very. really is. So, oh man, that's that's interesting stuff. Uh, so. I had some chats here, Chris. Yep. All right, I'll read these and then we'll close out. Uh, Chris Vision goes, 20 bucks. I've been saving money from my overtime. I've been working 60 to 70 hour weeks and want to get into real estate. Is it not a good time to buy rentals? When do you know it's the best time to start? Start now, guys. I'm telling you, all these big companies are buying up single family homes like crazy. And if they're doing that, that tells you something. Yep. Toxically Masculine goes, if you guys have a new startup coming, can I get in? Currently military, USMC, H1 mechanic, and every fiber of my being understands the matrix will bleed me. I want out. Show me the way. There you we go. just talked about it. These chats came in from before. Uh, Jason Colon, 50 bucks, set up my first ATM a couple months ago, buying my second this week. Thanks to FNF and ATM together. Go. Shout out to you, Jace Colon. So before you call it a scam, ask questions first, guys. Yeah, listen, guys, there's nothing wrong with some healthy skepticism. You know, do your yeah. research, check out the Instagrams, look at the testimonials, etc. But to me, right, it's very important to be diversified. You know, I'm not telling you guys, oh, yeah, like just run to ATMs and not be in real estate. Yo, be in everything. 
being crypto, being yeah. real estate, being precious metals, have an ATM, have a, uh, you know, have obviously your business, like have different means of income. So regardless of what happens, you're protected, man. Being diversified is so important. Uh, free agent 456 goes, Alex interested in starting ATM business uh, through your website while on child support. Would that affect anything? Would you break it down a bit? Thanks. Yeah. So with that, put that business to somebody else's name because they're going to try to take you for that child support. <laughs> okay. Go, friend, all right. Clever. Clever. Uh, DN Styles, 20 bucks. Is it more beneficial to pay off collections or dispute the charge on my credit report? It was made by family I no longer live with and I don't mind just paying. Thanks, Friendship Fit, for putting me on the right path. Um, bro, bro, if you have the money, just, pay just it go off, ahead bro. and pay it off so you yeah. don't deal with the headaches, yeah. man. Yeah, bro. Just pay it um, off. Because uh, once your stuff is in collections, it's it's bad. But call the collection company and tell them, hey, can we negotiate? That's all I have, bro. That's all I got. I want to pay it off, man. But pay it off and get that shit off because once it's a collections, that's when your credit score tanks by like 200 points. Uh, anything else? No, we're good. All right. So, guys, I'll turn it to y'all, man. I'll give you all the last word. And then where can they find you guys as and where well? can they find y'all? Yeah, absolutely, guys. So, you guys can find us at www.atmtogether.com. Look, also check out our IGs. Paul Alex Espinoza. Get them wide. Get them wide. G-E-D-A-M-W-H-Y. There's a lot of scam profiles out there, guys. Watch yeah. out. And they're they're all below as well, guys. They're yeah. Instagrams. Sorry. And then. Mike. And for me, you can find me on Planet Mike, and uh, I'm currently assisting Paul and get him, basically, their right hand. Uh, our muscle. <laughs> there you go. The muscle. The muscle yeah. team. Uh, uh, okay, cool. So, um, guys, uh, they're ATM together. Check them out. Their uh, links are all below. Um, I, I think it's a fantastic side venture that you guys can do Dude, right, to make some money. If you got money income. saved up doing nothing, 10, might, as well. K, might as well versus, yeah. you know, having it in the bank and having it assets, lose value. Lose money. Assets, yeah, you know? assets. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we, need, uh, we need magic goals. 20 bucks. I'm a 19 year old college student with 721 credit score. I watched last time you were here and saved 2K for a cash ATM. I want to know if I should get a loan for a Bitcoin ATM and which profit and with profit pay off the loan. Mm. What do you Have y'all ever had someone do that? So, uh, question is so uh, he's he said he watched last time you guys were here he saved two thousand dollars for a cash atm he said i want to know if i should get a loan for a bitcoin atm and with profit pay off the loan so they bitcoin atm is a little bit more i guess than a cash atm so i'm gonna keep it real with with your position right there if you only have two thousand dollars to your name you got to invest in yourself first right Right. because let's just keep it real yeah if you only have two thousand dollars in your name invest in an actual marketable skill start generating revenue then start thinking about investments. Yeah, that's how I look at it. This is yeah. something that you guys do once you have some capital built up. You know what I mean? Uh, or like, you can start with a cash ATM and then work your way up if yeah. you want to. But two K, invest in yourself first. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, man. Um, all right, guys, we're gonna be back with an after hours here in about maybe an hour or so, hour yeah. and a half. Uh, the girls are. We're gonna have a packed panel. Yeah, so full panel. We'll catch you guys here in a little bit. All their links are below, man. Go check them out, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace. I ran, I ran so